Welcome back to the Science Fiction Film Podcast by LSG Media. I'm your host, Dean. I'm Matthew. And on this week's episode, we bring you Men in Black from 1997, directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. Men in Black, Matt. Men in fucking black. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. You? I'm ready. Ha-ha, <laughs> I'm ready. Big Willie style, baby. ha <laughs> <laughs> Just Big Willie style all around. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's a bounty. We're going to get to it. It's uh, brought to you by Hunter Belch, Tiffany Bell of RPG fame, David Young, Michael Claudio, and Ed Foster. Ed Foster, the uh, one of the most generous listeners we have. He's single-handedly plummeted things off of that wish list of ours and upgraded our studio immensely over time. So shout out to Ed Foster. Thank you, Ed. Yeah, well, so again, that's Hunter Belch, Tiffany Bell, David Young, Michael Claudio, Ed Foster. And we're talking men in black, baby. Men in black. <clears throat> Here's a confession. Uh, okay. Probably for a solid five years, Linda Fiorentino was my number one sexy person in Hollywood. Dude, yeah, she's pretty, pretty smoking. She is so sexy. That fucking husky voice. Oof. Yes. Ah, I saw her in that movie I'm with Charlie right Sheen, with dude. Charlie Sheen plays like a biker undercover. She's in that. Oh, and I saw Dogma at just the right age, that scene where she's she like, in falls that. into the water, and she's like, oh, God, where are you? And I was like, yeah, where is you? Oh, you you yeah. probably, did you see Jade yet? No. Yeah, that's, that. that's part of that whole 90s sexual thriller. She got wrapped up in that. Nice. Yeah, she was like the brunette Sharon Stone, you know? Super <laughs> sexy. Um, and uh, Will Smith, he's cool. Yeah, right, right at the start of his, like, superstardom. Huge, dude. Huge. Men in Black. Can I tell you what the greatest relief of this movie was to me? <laughs> oh, I know exactly what it is. Go ahead. The runtime? Absolutely. It's great. It's wonderful. An My hour God. and 38 minutes. I had no idea that the screenplay was so tight. That is amazing. It's, yeah. That, that, it's been a lot. I've seen this movie seriously dozens of fucking times. Um, this is one of the few movies I feel like I always say, oh, I don't remember a lot of it. I remembered every fucking scene. I, as we were going through it, I was like, man, I, there is not a moment of this that I didn't remember. Every mm-hmm. fucking beat, all of it. I was like, God, I just, it's like been glued into my brain. Um, the only thing, like you, that it struck me this time was, damn, this script just moves. It just moves, moves, moves. It never is slow. It, it has no fat, super, super tight, just solid. It, there's, there's nothing to trim off of this movie. No, you're right about that. You are right about that, sir. Uh, Scott Cadaver asks if we've seen her in Jade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dean has. Oh, yeah. But, um, but. yeah, dude, it's, um, you know, Men in Black, you know, this is a weird one to cover, right? It, it is. It is a weird, I'm, I'm always, I am never not surprised when, especially our members want us to cover comedies. I'm always like, but why? <laughs> but, but why? I mean, hey, don't get me wrong. I'll just go ahead and blow my load up front. I fucking love this movie. I actually really do. I've loved it since I was a kid. Every time I've gone back and seen it, it's never failed me. Going back and watching it again for the podcast, I was like, it's great. I love it. Like, this is a, this is a great movie. That said, um, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say about it, <laughs> but, but here we are. We're going to find our way. You know what? It is a good movie, man. It's really solid. It, it really like, is it, good. 
it, it makes sense that this is the movie that like I mean Will Smith's career had already gotten started well. I mean Independence Day had already come out, Bad Boys was out. He was huge off of Fresh Prince. I was you know I'd watched a ton of Fresh Prince as a kid. Um, we get it. Was, you like black people. <laughs> that's odd. I forgot. I can't mention one thing of black we people. Get it. I'm a bleeding heart, virtue signaling liberal faggot. I know. What? We- <laughs> I did it. Oh, we I get said it. a thing. You think so he's going to be the. me, I guess. I also watch full uh, fucking. I was actually, you know what I was about to say? I was about to say full matters. I was, I honest to God, almost said full matters. We get it. Oops. He's the best genie. I get it. <laughs> Dude, that movie, I'm going to go ahead and already say it, it sucks. I know it's not out yet, but it sucks. I'm just going to go ahead and stamp my flag down. That movie blows. Um, Anyways. I'm looking at his filmography right now, man. He has done a lot of work. Dude, late 90s Will Smith was fucking insanely huge. Uh, I can't remember the the actual well, like let's let's back it up a little because we obviously DJ DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, right? Of course. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Can't forget about that. Then as you said, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and then he was already pretty goddamn big and then it was Bad Boys and they're like, "Oh shit, he can act." My Lowry. <laughs> My Lowry, right? And then that was kind of it. It was yeah, man. What do you mean that was it? No, that was it. He was off to the races. Oh, yeah, yeah. As of as of French, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I mean, that was it. Like 1990, he just was like, see you later, into the stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. No, like there, I can't remember the exact statistic, but there was something I read where he had like, he was uh, the highest grossing actor for like, it was like movies in a row that he had grossed more than any actor in back to back to back like lead films for the a, a, a solid stretch, like five or six movies in the late 90s into the early 2000s. He was like the most bankable actor in Hollywood. It's massive. Oh shit. Yeah. New Nightmare on My Street, Warboy's talking about. He raps Ooh. about Freddy Krueger. So good. <laughs> Holy shit. You never heard that, dude? I don't think so. Oh my god, that's that's a classic. It's no summertime, but uh, you know, um, dude, his filmography. Uh, you know what? I haven't seen. I haven't seen Ali. Really? Oh, dude, yeah, that's actually that a pretty solid movie. That's kind of a Michael crime. Mann. No, I know Michael Mann does it. I I don't know why I haven't seen it yet. How's yeah, the boxing? No, Do you good. remember? Um, I remember it being solid, but I I saw it at like age thirteen or fourteen. Oh, okay. And I probably haven't seen it since then either. Yeah, man, he has been in a couple movies. Look at his post-production. Spies in Skies, Aladdin, Gemini Man, Bad Boys for Life, Bright 2, Bad Boys 4. Gemini Man, my father actually drove through and around that set. I guess it was in Savannah, Georgia, maybe, because my dad was down there not that long ago, and he said it was so cool, like driving around down there, if I'm not mistaken. Gemini, it's like a sci-fi movie coming out with him. Oh, Oh, I didn't even hear about that. 77 credits, dude. He's coming Good back boy. as Mike Lowry. <laughs> Aren't they making Bad Boys 3? Isn't that happening? Bad Boys yeah, 4. Mike. 4? Oh, shit. Did you see Bad Boys 3? I guess not. Me I neither. saw Bad Boys 1 and 2 for sure. Was there a Bad Boys 3? That's what I thought that the next one coming out was 3. I don't, know, I don't fucking know. This must be a misprint. Bad Boys 4 announced. Hold on. Now I'm all Jesus. fucked up. Bad Boys. So many Bad Boys. There's got to be a Bad Boys 3. Bad Boys it's- for Life? <laughs> What the fuck? fuck off. That cannot be the title. Bad Boys for Life 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, so there is a third, and Bad Boys for Life is coming out. God, I, I don't know. I, I I'm can't not even keep against another Bad Boys movie, but come on, guys. Don't do the fucking Fast and Furious title bullshit. 
I think Bad Boy th- Bad Boys Three had women in it, and they turned it into a TV movie. Says Danny C in the chat. What? Yeah. Wow, this is all news to me. Hmm. I'm learning all kinds of things. But yeah, Men in Black is what we're talking about tonight, pal. Yes, sir. This was also um, Tommy Lee Jones. Everyone was like, oh, who's he? <laughs> that guy's he pretty big already. He's fucking huge. Yeah, you'd already done The Fugitive and everything else. Yeah, man. Tommy Lee Jones. Think... Let's see. This is what... Man, this movie's old. I know. I know. We're, we're hitting that point where movies are starting to make me feel old now. I'm like, I'm yeah. that's not that old. Oh, wait, it is. Oh, Somebody shit. said that they wa- this came out the year they were born, so that's crazy in the uh, chat. Um... So there you go. <laughs> Welcome to my life, Matt. Oh, shit. Under Siege, yeah. That's when he's like the crazy rock guy, right? Oh, God, that's right. Fugitive was the year after, 93. Blown Away. Oh, my God. Blown Away. Did you see that movie? No. Oh, man. You haven't seen Blown Away? He plays a fucking IRA guy. We were obsessed with the IRA in the mid-90s. Oh, that's true. There, there was a yeah, long stretch Jeff of Bridges. everybody... Exotic killers from the IRA. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. I'm going to blow up Boston. I've got With a fucking... my bombs and my guns. <laughs> I've got a fucking car bomb for you. I'm going to blow it up, lad. Fucking, fucking blow you to smithereens, cunt. you Irish cunts. You proddy cunts, you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to behead your Protestant baby, you cunt. That's right, you, you proddy cunts. I'm going to shoot you to pieces. <laughs> That's right. I don't even know why we're killing each other anymore. I just like doing it. I just like it. Call me a criminal. <clears throat> so that's blown away. Yeah, 1994. And uh, like U2 does a soundtrack. Is they're Irish. So everything Irish in that movie. Damn, yeah, Irish. Men in Black. Volcano. Oh, yeah, Two-Face. He was Two-Face before Men in Black. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, he sure was. <laughs> he sure was. He sure was. That movie's dog shit, by the way. God, it's so bad. It's not yeah. even a good comic book movie. It's like a, a, a fucking a comic book got rammed through a bathtub full of LSD and out Michael Bay's ass. Like, just a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that's that's an intense thing you just said. I mean, that's kind of Jerry Bruckheimer's whole thing. <laughs> that's that aesthetic right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Harrington saying he makes bombs and sings along with you too. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> so Irish. And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. <laughs> oh shit! Stick this in your fucking Joshua tree. <laughs> God. I'll show you the edge, the edge of me fucking gun, <laughs> the edge of me bayonet on your <clears throat> son's throat. Mm. Yeah. Well. Well, well there was that. Patriot so Games, Devil Zone. I really like this new State way that we introduce grace. all podcasts where we just run down the IMDb track list of everyone in the movie. Remember, though, the Irish thing was it was Devil Zone, State of Grace. Uh, crying it, Game? Jesus. Was that an Irish movie? Yeah, it's all about the IRA. Oh, yeah. Michael Collins came out with the guy who was looking to kill a black bastard. That guy, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Whatever the fuck he was talking about. Goofball. Um <laughs> And then there's, uh, that's what he said. Bro, I was looking for I a know, black right. bastard. What the fuck, dude? I was dude? just looking for him. Like, dude, With me fucking cudgel. Yeah, Ford and Pitt. That's the devil's own. This is an American story. It's an Irish story. <laughs> Kicking up me fucking niggers. Yeah, that's the movie. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So aliens and silly times. So men in black, dude. Yuck them ups all around. Let's talk about it. 
Yeah, man. This dude, this movie straight up was huge for me. Uh, the the age I was when it came out, like I loved it. I really, really did. I, I saw this movie pretty much right after it came out. Didn't see it in theaters, um, but it was like a, a go to staple rental for several years. Like mm. we would re rent this movie. But eventually, <laughs> we just fucking bought the thing. But um, yeah, I wore this movie out. That's why it's just entrenched into my memory. Uh, like I mean it when I say it. there's practically not even a, a joke or a line of dialogue that I didn't remember. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yep, this, yes, next scene is this. Next scene is this. This movie is just in my head forever. Um, but it was huge for me. This was kind of my first, like even before Spaceballs, like my first sci-fi comedy. Really, uh, up until this point, I feel like all sci-fi for me was sci-fi horror like alien or sci-fi action like terminator 2 um and this was the first real like blend of sci-fi and humor for me and honestly i still think it's pretty unrivaled in that respect Mm. it it balances those two things really well like the 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 whole aesthetic of the movie when they're actually inside the mib headquarters and the look of the men in black their their suits their weaponry and technology it's legit like it looks fucking cool it looks it's really a, a a part of the entire movie. It doesn't feel tacked on. Like it's very much a part of the fabric of the whole thing. And the comedy is organic. The chemistry between you know Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith is really solid. Uh, it's just good all around. Like there's really not too much I feel like is wrong with this movie. It does. It nails exactly what it's going for of being a fun sci-fi comedy that actually does the sci-fi action pretty fucking well. I like your style. Men in Black basically is, is two halves. One half is made up of Tommy Lee Jones, and one half is made up of Will Smith. And then there's their chemistry together, which is essentially like the icing on top to me. Right. Because you have Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. Uh, we'll talk, I'm going to talk about Tommy Lee Jones, and I'm going to talk about Will Smith. I'll go back to Will Smith. But Tommy Lee Jones, just for a second. The way Tommy Lee Jones is, he plays sort of that straight and narrow guy but he has great comedic timing. He has really good ability to tell the story of the history of the aliens in a brief way. We don't need a ton of exposition. And when we get it, Tommy Lee Jones just crushes it. He commands the role. He has presence. You feel like he's a veteran. You feel like he is in charge. And then you have Will Smith, which is the audience's perspective. He is the the person we relate to in that we go, oh, this is what it would be like to be a fish out of a water in this situation and getting thrust into it. And then their chemistry together is that the other part of that, you know, the, the jocular nature of the film, the funny part of it, obviously Tommy Lee Jones does some of that too, but a lot of that rests on Will Smith. And then of course their chemistry together. And I think they do a good job with it. Um, I think it's really impressive, you know, cause we see, um, we see it play out very quickly, hour and 38 minutes. Like I said, that's incredible. I would have yeah. guessed, Complete. If you gave me five run times to pick, uh, that would have been the one I picked last. I would have assumed <laughs> it was at least two hours because it's a science fiction film. And uh, it's a film from 1999 going into 2000. I thought for sure it would have been longer. The only problem with the movie is the opening credits are like 25 minutes. They are pretty long. Although I, really, I still really <laughs> like them. I loved them as a kid and I still like them now. Should we dive in? Let's fucking dive into this bad boy. What do we the see right Danny off Elfman the bat? track? Yeah. Too. We see right off the bat, we see these police officers doing God's work, right? Doing the Lord's work, keeping our country clean and safe. 
these horrible nightmare people who want to come in and look for work, you fucking wretched diseases. Yep. How dare you? Yep. We got these guys keeping our streets safe at night, Matt. Right? That's it. That's perfect. It. The last thing I need is in my life, I don't know about you, is for a 76-year-old Spanish woman to be crawling through my window at night with a knife in her mouth. Okay? Because <laughs> you know that they're all MS-13, Dean. Just that's, all of them. That's what I heard. Um, but no, this guy, by the way, DeFries, you recognize him? The hell's his name? Van he looks John Grise. Yeah. He's great. Didn't, I couldn't place him, but he looked really familiar to me. He was in, uh, he's been in some TV. He was in Get Shorty. He was in Fright Night 2. Um, oh. He is, by the way, the person you really should know who he is. You're going you're gonna to kick yourself oh, when shit. I tell you who he is. Actually, you might not know because I don't really know how you feel about this movie, to be perfectly honest with you, that I'm about okay. to tell you that he's from. Um, yep. All right. John Grise is Uncle Rico from fucking Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah dude and i actually love that movie i don't care that people hate it now fuck cool yeah that's because they're so hipster i don't like it anymore but um no yeah it's um but i could throw this pass over those mountains like one of the greatest lines in all of cinema oh fucking good it's one of the best lines in all of cinema when he says he thinks he could throw the football over the mountains (laughs) says it with just utter confidence uh fuck man casual complete confidence Really yeah, good. it's funny. He's a, he's a cool dude. We just talked about him on the X-Files podcast, but this cat, he was also, um, he was in um, Get Shorty. And I think Get Shorty is done by the same director, right? Oh, okay. I've, ac- I've actually never Sonnenfeld. seen Sonnenfeld. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, when I saw the director's name for this, I did not recognize him right away. I was like, I don't know much I'm look. I'm actually said. looking right now. I'll tell you in one second. I'm almost positive he did. He did. He did it the two. It was the movie he did before Men in Black in '95. And, okay. And Get Shorty kicks ass. It's um, you know, Elmore Leonard dialogue kind of stuff. I actually really like the Get Shorty film. Um, the the Be Cool one that they did later, not not as good. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you honestly, outside of Pulp Fiction, Get Shorty's probably one of my favorite Travolta roles. I think he crushes it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Gene Hackman, Rene Russo, Danny DeVito, Dennis Farina, R.I.P. Delroy Lindo, he's great. But uh, yeah, I, I was like, holy shit, that's Uncle Rico sitting up front there. That's so good. Yeah, I did not place him at all. Fuck. Crazy, man. But uh, yeah, here we have uh, a pretty, we don't waste any time with this opening, dude. We really don't. I love it. Me too. It's really I mean, good. The uh, the highway patrol guys stop the van. And of course, you know, this guy's flimsy excuse about, oh, I was fishing in Cuernavaca. And they're like, uh-huh, sure, let's see your catch. Of course, it's a bunch of illegal immigrants in the back of his van. But right away, our boy, Tommy Lee Jones, Agent K, rolls up with his super old partner Dude, in their badass black that car. That guy is way too old. Way too old. Boy, mm. their retirement plan at MIB sucks, evidently. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, dude, what are you doing still in the game, boss man? And also, you got to imagine there's not much of a pension if they just wipe your memory. <laughs> so yeah. That's it, and kick you to the curb. And uh, and in walks our boy Tommy Lee Jones, and he just starts look K right, Agent K. He just starts sort of talking to all these people, and he ends up pulling one guy out of the line and leaving the rest out. And uh, I like this, right? This dude, is I, awesome. I, 
I love the way he pulls him out of the line by just speaking to him in Spanish and then eventually being like, you're really ugly, aren't you? Yeah, you have no idea what I'm saying. Hey, you don't speak a word of Spanish, do you? Ah, all right, here's our boy. <laughs> this guy's a fucking alien. But this whole this whole opening scene is just awesome. Um, obviously, the CG is a little dated, right? You know, it is, but I still feel like it works. Like, it, I've never, I was never pulled out of it by, I mean, it might be my own just bias uh, towards this movie, but at times where I'm like, ah, it looks CG-ish, but it still works. Because I honestly, I feel like most of the CG in this movie is for the kind of cartoony aliens. They're not trying to reproduce human faces with CG or anything. Fair um, enough. And I feel like it, it mostly works, man. And dude, the the actual physical like makeup effects and the props are fucking killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I just, you know, considering the year this comes out, right, 97, um... That's the when did Phantom Menace come out? Ninety seven, right? Uh ninety eight or ninety nine, I think actually. Is it right around nine? Yeah, I think you're. It's right. It's around this time though, yeah. Yeah, ninety. Let's see, ninety nine. There we go. But, but yeah, similar, kind of moment. similar, like CG and shit. Totally. Yeah, not too far off. And same studios, uh, Industrial Light and Magic did it for this movie too. That's what I mean. You can kind of tell in the artistry of the way the alien looks. Yeah. Exactly. And, Star Wars feel, yeah, and uh, it's just a great open. It's it it works so well. It establishes everything we need established here, which is there is more to this world than meets the eye. These guys, these men in black, are in control of it. Local in in the in the in the use of first of all the the the, the hilarious. I, I like the irony of this of of these illegal aliens getting stopped, and then there's true illegal extraterrestrials, <laughs> and um, we just see the the we see that local law enforcement has no idea, and that these guys know more, and that's why I think it's important to establish this right up front, which is with um, K knowing more than the rest of these guys, right? It's cool. Oh, absolutely. He orders the burn, it. which is badass. These guys come in and just roast the place. So good, and a fantastic effect too. When the creature actually you know sees the highway patrol guy and goes running back towards him, and K blasts him. Especially you know the little character moment here of his partner you know being out of the game, essentially too old to to take down the Mikey alien as he's charging, but then blasts him into that blue glop that just flies everywhere. Looks so cool. Yep, um, and of course the. Uh, Serious fellas, you're lucky to be alive after a blast like that. What blast? The underground gas vein, genius. Especially you, <laughs> the guy covered in goo. It's, it's the, him. right. It's the only way to sort of uh, explain it. <clears throat> exactly. And it's like how he pins on the guy who's covered in goo because they're obviously going to have questions about that. Right. Like, yeah. Especially right, this idiot who fucked it all up. Look at him. And then he sits down next to his next to his fucking his partner, Stanley. <laughs> and um, yeah. I guess he just knows this is the end of the road. He's way too old for this job. Yeah. It's a great little line, too, where he's like, oh, you know, the stars, they're beautiful. I don't really look at them anymore. I am going to miss the chase. And he's like, no, you won't. (laughs) Blink. (laughs) Dude, honestly, that is the singular cool item from this movie is the memory flasher like that yeah that's right i i feel like i feel like you can really tell when something works in a movie by how far it just stays in like popular imagination and these this was around forever just the like that's still something parodied to this day the idea of somebody whips out a little thing flashes everybody and their memory's gone like it's such a just simple idea executed so 
neatly with that little like just silver pen. It's such a badass idea. Yeah, I think that I think the idea of controlling somebody's memory or deleting somebody's memory, I think that's something that we can all viscerally wrap our head around. It's utterly terrifying. It I mean, is. ray guns really are is. cool, but I can kill you just as easily with a projectile weapon. You know, I could blow your fucking I could blow your guts out with an M14. So I don't really need a ray gun to to kill you, <laughs> right? But this right. idea of some crazy power that can go into somebody's mind, not only eliminate memory, but then go in and sort of program memory. Right. That you have this like space of time afterward where you're just totally open to suggestion and somebody just says, oh, you're out here because of this and that's all time to leave. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's so bizarre. And uh, that's it. We know immediately that there's more than meets the eye. We know the name of the movie's Men in Black. We can sort of guess as to what's going on here. And then we're going to meet our second character. In perfect fashion, too. Mid-chase, no bullshit. We are in the middle of just a dead run as, you know, uh, Will Smith is chasing down a perp and the the fat, useless cop behind him. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, why is that guy guy even on the chase? (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) And um, we get a couple of cool things that I like here. I like the slow reveal I mean, it's not super slow because the movie moves quickly, but I like when he jumps off the overpass down onto the street, Jay is like, whoa, that was a weird moment. That, <laughs> that, that was excessive from a physicality standpoint. Right, right. But that's, it establishes his character really well of the guy who just will, without hesitation, throw himself into this physically, even recklessly. He just will charge, charge headlong after you know, his goal. Um, I love the uh, I love the box truck when he runs. What's it? The news truck or whatever he runs after. Oh yeah, hops on to get a little lift. Yeah, dude, I love that shit. That actually reminded me so much of um, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> totally. Yeah. When he's on the cigarette truck. Doom 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 doom. Watch that movie. That movie fucking rules. Oh man, it's such a good movie. But honestly, this is a great, like, physical chase. I actually really enjoy it. Uh, him chasing after this guy, gets him up against a wall for a second, and the dude tries to pull a gun on him. I think it's really cool how he pulls it out, and, and, you know, he forces it away, drops it, and it shatters and just dissolves. So you only get a very brief look at it, but just long enough to know that is some weird alien shit. That yeah. is not a normal gun. And, and, I mean, it culminates in the ultimate alien move, which is this crazy wall crawl. Dude, yeah, all the way up the top of this museum. And then I will never forget that little moment of when he blinks the eyes at him. He like blinks mm-hmm. his pupils vertically at him. It's fantastic. It's just such a nice, subtle way of showing that this dude is truly other. Yeah, it's creepy. Don't know what the fuck By the is. way, could he have any more earrings on his left ear? So many. Like, just spread them out. Your other ear's just empty. Yeah, but yeah, he wants to let people know he doesn't like cacks. <laughs> no, they're only on this ear. He knows that if he puts him on the wrong ear, he's going to have a bevy of cocks coming at him. <laughs> so he, uh, like, he wanted to put on the right side. Yeah, exactly. It's just like Will Smith, right? Just like old Jay. He wants you to know. No cocks. Here, just pal. this one. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is a pussy wrangling earring. That's it. This means puss only. <laughs> Keep the Dude. cocks away. So the alien 
backs off of the roof. Pretty solid fall, by the way. Like, they hold on that shot of him falling for pretty far down. Like, I, it doesn't turn into CG or anything. I was like, damn, that's actually a pretty legit-looking fall. Uh, but the alien kills himself, saying that they are coming, and they're going to kill me. And this is the beginning of our, like, overall conspiracy that we're going to learn about. Mm. Indeed. But dude, how fucking great is Vincent D'Onofrio? He rules. Man. He's always he's good, huh? so good in this. I mean, he's always good, yeah. But fuck, does he just kill this character? I'll tell you, this is... Here, here's what I will say about, about Private Pile. It's good <laughs> that he took his life in the head with an M14 by blowing his brains all over the bathroom because if he didn't, he would have become this guy. And this guy is a <laughs> piece of work. Definitely. Oh, yeah. my God. I mean, I'm sorry he had to waste Gunnery Hartman, but it's probably for the best because this is the... Had he not blown himself away, this is who he turns into. <laughs> this is the alternate universe of Private Pile living on yeah. after the war. Absolutely, yep. <laughs> after being in the fucking My Lai Massacre. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus, Private Pile. Yeah, what are you doing? But we quickly established that this guy is a piece of shit and don't feel bad for him when he dies because he treats his wife like utter dirt. Yep. Yep. Was that my line of Marines, by the way? I don't think so. Just just for point of order. I don't remember. I think it was, I think it was U.S. Army. But what the fuck do I know? I only know, I might only know that because I've been watching the Vietnam documentary on Netflix. Oh. All right. Aren't I was a Marine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he tells his woman to get back in the house. He goes to investigate the crash, and uh, he gets his skin ripped off. Gets his skin uh, straight pulled off. Zoinks. Dude, like, and I know like, Men in Black is based on a, a comic book, and like, the, the comic book had been around for a while before this. I think the movie rights got bought in like 92, so it was in development for a while. But I feel like they did a really good job keeping this sort of like – fantastical comic book look too, like just the old timey farm, the saucer UFO cutting the truck in half, a cow standing there watching the whole thing. Like it has a great kind of like fun cartoonish look about the whole thing. Men in Black is an American comic book created and written by Lowell Cunningham, illustrated by Sandy Carruthers and originally published by Air Cell Comics. Air Cell will later be bought out by Malibu Comics which itself was bought out by Marvel. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> three Gobble issues them all re- up. Nom, nom, three, nom, issues, <laughs> three issues were published in 1990 with another three the following year. It was adapted to the film Men in Black, which is critically commercial success. Yeah, no shit. It made like 60, 600 million and it only cost like 50 Damn. or something to make. Um, yeah, miniseries. Only six issues. Isn't that crazy? I, that's another thing I would not have considered. I would have assumed it was a much... Uh, you know, a much more long-lived series. But it sounds actually. interesting. I'm going to put that on the bookshelf with all the other things I'm going to get to. You'll get to it one day, never. That's the move, sweet tits. <laughs> but dude, this Speaking of scene. sweet tits, let's talk about his uh, discussion with Beatrice over here. Sugar. Give me sugar. <laughs> Man, he's so weird. <laughs> His makeup uh, is crazy. This, Sugar water. That's fantastic. like some fly shit, right? You're a bug. Exactly. Brundle fly <laughs> up in here. Sugar in water. <laughs> <laughs> now give me some of your sugar from d- down there. Just points to her puss. Sugar, oh, no, I'm get out of here. Run for it. 
and fresh handful of garbage to nibble. <laughs> he pulls the skin back on his head. She faints. And um, Dude, that effect looks fucking amazing, by the way. Yeah. Like, that looks fantastic. It's cool. Is this better? <laughs> looks like everybody in Hollywood eventually. That facelift. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's so true. That's actually how they do it. They just install a crank at the back of your head, and just every year they crank it a little more. That's it. You go Keep in for taut. a little. You go in for a little. They tighten it up a little. You know. Yeah, you got to be careful. Do titties. They do asses now. I guess chicks are getting ass implants. What's up with that, by the way? Jesus, thanks. Let's do some Kim squats. Just leave it. A, <laughs> leave it alone. Just a couple That's of squats. And, and also, um, if, you keep, if you tighten that crank too much, it's like overtuning a guitar string. You could pop. They fix pusses now, I guess. I guess some girls get work on their puss. And I don't mean like I don't mean like grooming. I'm oh, talking like chopping like, the lips up? Yeah, doing stuff like that. I don't get that either. I Just did. leave Why? leave that alone. Leave alone. You definitely don't want to be on the early years of that stuff, right? <laughs> right. You want them to the master iPhone that. one of pussy trimming surgery? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they make people's dicks bigger, so whatever. Like I'm not you know, just crazy. Uh, uh, it all freaks me out. Yeah, all that, all that, like that. That's face, literal facelift. It's hilarious. <laughs> he looks creepy. He rolls his saucer back out in, you know, out of the the crater, and I guess into the barn. Yeah, Rachel, Rigel Weiss says labiaplasty. Don't know why he knows that. <laughs> I'm an expert at labiaplasty. Yep, plastic surgery procedure for altering the labia minora. With a labia majora. Oh. So there you go. Yeah, good to know. There we go. Sounds dangerous Strange. as fuck. <laughs> Sounds unnecessary and dangerous. But Perhaps Rigel got his own labia plasty. Ayo, oh, ah, zing, bing, 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 bang, bing, bang, boom, boom. <laughs> wow, that's, a, that's the kind of humor you get here on WRLK. Yeah. Wild and the Freak. Yeah, we're having laughs. It's a laugh riot. <laughs> I'll right, back to traffic on the dads. <laughs> Fucking zoo animals and shit in the background. All the stupid morning DJ shit. It's a laugh riot. Whoa. Somebody we're call, call the up a guy. They're laughing <laughs> too much. Now we're going to call up our producer and tell him his wife miscarried. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. We bet you a million dollars you ain't say, won't say something crazy to that person over there at the hot dog stand. Let's have a listen. Oh, we did it. <laughs> You're gonna see the first. Go up to the first person you see on the street with glasses and slap them in the face. We'll give you five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, that's a thing. Uh, hey, thank God, podcasts have killed them all. Yeah, not. Have you seen Impractical Jokers? Them fucking boys are making it rain money. Oh, rain. Actually, actually, like that show. I'm just talking shit. <laughs> not that I really watch it but I've seen clips I can't commit to watching a show a whole show like that yeah. secret diehard fans alright it's okay mm, yeah big time I just all love I fans. like uh, Brian Brian Quinn right he's one of the Kevin Smith crew oh is shit that, is he yeah, on the show Q oh didn't yeah. know that anyway um, Will Smith is getting uh, read the riot act here not the laugh riot act just the just the regular act <laughs> god <laughs> uh, where's that shotgun <laughs> You want to pull a private pile? <laughs> Might be. <laughs> I guarantee you, you'll be dead very quickly if you put the barrel of an M14 in your mouth, Matt. <laughs> Does the trick oh, every yeah. time. Oh, yeah. And um, what are they after him about? Well, the perp he was after did fucking die, so I'm imagining that police officers have to go through some questioning. 
Uh, but yeah, he's giving them obviously the weird story of like, well, he had a different set of eyelids that he blinked and he was some kind of alien and he had a laser gun. And they're like, this fucking idiot, this guy, they're giving him, you know, this fucking NYPD blue fat cop is just yeah. all over his ass. Yep. He's terrible. 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 But I always, I always loved his comeback at the end where he's like, you give me five minutes, buddy. I'll lay you out. And he's like, ah, try five minutes on the Stairmaster, you pudgy bastard. <laughs> I was like, ah, I love mm-hmm. Will Smith. Yeah. And uh, and that's when we see our girl, Laura Weaver. Oof, boy. <laughs> Just coming up and whispering into his ear like we all wish. Yeah. She's um she's one of my favorites of all time. She's one of my all-time yeah. faves, top five. Yeah. But um, she walks out in the hallway and gets flashed. Awesome. We see it through the silhouette. And then our boy, Kay, walks in, unplugs the camera. That is it. Ah, I love it. Just the total casual confidence he has, too, of just walking in. Hey, all right, some night, just unplug the camera. You know, I love how they use the look of the suit to just be unquestioned. Like, you you see this guy walk in, you're like, well, obviously he's like an FBI agent, maybe a CIA guy. You just assume it because of the way he enters the room and has this black suit on, the sunglasses. And I love how it, it takes everybody a minute to be like, wait a minute, what actually are you? You didn't show me a badge. You didn't show me anything. You're just in here. Yeah. He said the world's coming to an end. Did he say when? <laughs> They weren't eyelids or gills. He was out of breath. Awesome. So good. And uh, yeah, he just says, well, hmm, come on, let's take a ride. And I like when they stumble in the hall and the inspector is just like, great work. Hey, hello. <laughs> Obviously, like, I got so, <laughs> K hooked I got so up. much paperwork. Yeah, did it all for him. <laughs> but when he describes, you know, he tells him about the weapon. And he's like, could you recognize it if you saw it again? And he's like, absolutely. And he's like, all right, well, I know where we need to go. They take him over to fucking Monk himself. Dude. Such a good little cameo, though. This is a great scene. Yeah. This movie's so New York, too. Like, all the locations right at school. Right? And evidently, it was uh, at the original script. It wasn't in New York. I can't remember where it was. A lot of it was supposed to be, I think, underground. But uh, I think it was actually the director who kind of changed it and made it set in, in New York because he was like, it would make more sense for all these alien weirdos acting strange. Nobody would notice in New York. <laughs> like, that makes sense. Uh, and I think that's like, actually a great choice. Yeah. But I also really like that, you know, uh, Agent J, even though he's not Agent J yet, uh, knows who, who this guy is. He's already encountered him. He's like, oh, this is that uh, fucking, he buys chains off of chain snatchers. Like, he's just some, you know, low-down criminal, small-time guy. But K knows better. Indeed. Yeah. And um, this is a cool moment because, I don't know, it just it just works really well in that, we start to we start to see the these pre-established relationships, which is a really cool way to show us that there's more here than meets the eye. Exactly. Yeah. And just the way it all and it's shifts been around too. a while. Right. And once Kay walks in the room, I just love how it all shifts. Where at first he he's just kind of <laughs> stiffing Jay, or he's like, "Guns? What are you talking about? What you see is what I got. I got Rolexes." But, <laughs> and then a second Kay walks in, show him the imports, and he's like. Uh, uh, how are you doing, Kay? Like, immediately afraid of him. Yeah. Yeah, this is awesome. I like the, um, when he blows his head off, I like the instinct of Jay to turn his gun on Kay, who he barely knows, and it makes sense he would. Totally. Yeah, right? absolutely. He's a he's a cop who just met a random dude in a suit who hasn't even 
like shown who he actually is, and he just blows somebody's head off right in front of you. Like I also, his, I also like. I think the CG is really good here when he where his head grows back. Yeah, it looks pretty damn good. I feel like. Yep. And uh, he just says, listen, you can't be selling this type of weapon. What does he call it? A reverberating carbonizer with uh, mutate capacity to an unlicensed cephalopod? <laughs> He's like, you piece of shit. But that's, that's awesome. Like, that shows you we're dealing with a much larger world here. This isn't just, in other words, this isn't just happening now. There's right. something big established here. I just love visually showing, too, that it, it, this other world is just on the other side. It's just out of view. Like, he flips the switch, and all of these panels of, like, all of his different items flip into alien guns. They've all been right there. It's just happening just out of view. Yeah, that's cool. And uh, I am a sucker, Matt. I am a sucker for they live amongst us. <laughs> they live. How many times have we talked about this on... on um Battlestar Galactica podcast. Oh, totally. Just the the trepidation, the fear you must have knowing like, they're wait, they're already here and they're just among us and they're everywhere and I don't know how to identify them. Ugh. Yep. Crazy. Dude, great scene moment too with the transition where he comes outside and he's like, eh, looking for a handle on the moment. And like, the only <laughs> thing I can promise you is that you at least won't remember a thing tomorrow. Right. Blink. Pew. <laughs> comes to in a fucking Chinese restaurant while Kay is telling him some insane joke. Right. They're drinking, eating egg rolls. The kid buys the egg rolls. That was a nice touch. A, a little piece of humor. He convinces him <laughs> to buy him and when he's correcting his memory. <laughs> and, and convinces him that he's a drunk, too. He's like, really, kid? You gotta lay off the sauce. That's right. That's why you don't remember. Yep. 100%. <laughs> he's like, huh, That's... whoa, why am I in this... Chinese restaurant with this weird ass older white guy that I don't know. <laughs> Dude, his face when you know yeah, Kay's yeah, laughing really and he's good. like kind of trying to laugh like, ha, ha, I have no fucking idea what's <laughs> going on at all. It's so good. <laughs> but um, he's gonna give him a job offer. Offer. That's it. Hands him the card, tells him to meet him, and uh, that's that. <laughs> and then Vincent D'Onofrio kills the exterminator from arachnophobia. Look at you. Pretty much. Um, so one of the coolest things about this movie and why I think it works so well is because we never once, because I'm thinking like, what, look at how these scenes just flow. We go from here right to this, we go right back to, we, we move between characters we establish in the first 15 minutes of the film. And that's that. That's it. They are established we move quickly between, and we stick with them. That's it. We move between K Jay, we we get some of Fiorentino's character, and we get Edgar. I think his name is D'Onofrio's character. Yeah, that's it. And we don't, and it's all relative to the plot we've established. There's really no character development that isn't plot driven. Right, right. In other words, we don't cut back to Will Smith at home talking to his girlfriend or hanging out with his son. Or hanging out at his mom's house, eating a sandwich, going, you'll never believe what kind of job offer I got. And she's like a, you know, sassy, oh my God, right? It's just right to the fucking point. There's no Tommy Lee Jones going home and, 
you know, sitting there looking at a picture of his wife and, you know, whatever, jerking off the hustler. I don't know what he did back in 99. <laughs> Pulled out a DVD. Men in Back, by the way. That's right. That was a movie. Look it up. Penthouse DVDs. Men in Back. Yikes. <laughs> um, but no, you're did right. I tell I you that, that, can I tell you, did I tell you the Men in Back story on this podcast yet? I probably have. I mean, we've done no, 300. I, I sure don't remember it. <laughs> I think it was, was it Men in Back. I remember, but for some reason, some weirdo gave one of our friends some some like I'm this this story is going to be not told well. Some well dressed older pervert nope. gave you guys a nope. DVD. Nope. Okay. So some no. some sort of extended friend that we knew through the through this place where we played games and stuff like Warhammer D and D and shit gave somebody a gift, and the gift was a DVD, and it was like a porn. And then as a joke, every birthday that person oh. It was my buddy's brother gave it to him, his half brother or something. He's like, I don't know what you get you, so I got you this, and he got him like backseat driver. I think was the name of it, not Men in Back. <laughs> and um, and it was just like this fucking raunchy ass um, anal porn like DVD. So as a joke, it started to become a gift that he gave somebody, and then that person gave somebody else, and then that person gave somebody else as a gag. that's a good gift. Hilarious, dude. Hilarious. (laughs) I remember we were all sitting around one day at one of our friend's house, and like he's opening his presents. Obviously, no parents are around, and he opens it, and it's like, (laughs) backseat. He's like, what is this? And and like he tells him the story. He's like, now you have to give it to somebody else, right? <laughs> Obviously, oh, I ended up so getting it. I ended up giving it to somebody, and it was just a really funny fucking story. I don't know why. Oh, maybe man. oh, Men in Back made me think of that. Men in Back, but no, this was Backseat Driver. So get your get your uh, butt porn straight, okay? <laughs> Did you say it to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying it to the universe, Matt. <laughs> All right, but um, oh, shit. killing the exterminator, Edgar doesn't like Dude. when doesn't like when you kill bugs. And see, that's it's a very brief scene that pushes the Makes plot sense. forward, and it reminds us, it, it establishes really that he has this soft spot even for alien, I mean, uh, Earth insects. That like he's they're connected to them. He doesn't like them being killed. Dude and jams this poor dude's fucking like uh, chemical sprayer down his throat. Yeah, Ugh. tough way to the go. Ki- there are there are some pretty actually pretty gnarly kills in this movie. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, it, the the movie's funny, but then there's also the gross and kind of creepy factor from Edgar. Oh, he, he's really gross. He's a really creepy, ghoulish character. Totally. And also, I mean, the speech he gives right before that is pretty unnerving. He's talking about he's like, "Well, you have a really bad pest, you know, over you know, in situation here." And he's like, "Oh yeah, we're definitely overrun with pests. I see them everywhere. So <laughs> assured of their their ability and their place in the universe, and that they know everything." And the guy's like, "Uh yeah, T- totally." Yeah. And then it's we get total hatred of human I beings. Guess what you'd call vintage Will Smith? I mean, this <laughs> is this is. This is Will Smith batting fourth and just crushing Will Smith as Will Smith. Yeah. This type yeah, this of comedy, like this is fresh so prints all over it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is so him. Uh, dude, I loved this sequence as a kid. I still think it's great. Him just going in the elevator, being late, and being totally out of place in this room full of military dudes as they get ready to, to take this test, which is so not a test. Like it's it's it, it, the test is how you will act in this test. Yeah. And uh, this West Point nerd and like all these guys, like some, I guess some of them are Navy SEALs or whatever. I don't know. Let's just be elite guys. 
And uh, Will Smith just mocks them all. <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> uh, like, because he asks, you know, why are we here? And he's like, because we're looking for the best of the best of the best, sir. <laughs> he's like, oh, I just love it. What's so funny? Uh, oh, he's just really excited to be here and has no idea why. <laughs> this is, um, this is, this was groundwork laid by Eddie Murphy. Yeah, true. hundred percent. This is like Eddie Murphy's fucking wheelhouse right here. This is like banana in the tailpipe all over again, right? <laughs> the guy who just fucking scoffs at everything. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to that right now. I have, a, I have a, I have a need to listen to Eddie Murphy. Here we go. <laughs> Let me actually pause this one and put on this one. Oh, oh. we're switching movies. <laughs> So good. Ugh, Eddie Murphy fucking rules. He's awesome. He's awesome. Anyway, there's rumors of like people trying to get him to do stand up again. I think I was listening to a Rogan podcast or somebody in these po- and these comedians were like, "Come on, they're trying to get him to go up or whatever." I don't know. But um, he rules. But yeah, this that's uh, this is the fucking. The fucking that comedy, man. I love it. It's just so good. And Will Smith does a good job at it. You know what I think Will Smith's problem is? I think it's the same problem of Tom Cruise. Mm, How's that? They are like the ebony and ivory combination of people got sick of them because they felt like they were doing everything. Mm, I kind of see what you mean there. Like as far as like they they you never just felt that you never saturated. Yeah, you never felt that people said, "Oh, Will Smith again," or "Oh God, Tom Cruise again." No, I feel like that that is part of what happened to to both their careers in a way. Of yeah. Like they 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 were so dominant that it's like their victories they were crushed by their own victory. <laughs> like they were just too prominent. Yeah, I'm not even saying I, I agree or disagree with it. I just think that that was a lot of times the general consensus for people. Yeah, you know, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like that. I mean, this is a, we're opening a much larger conversation, but I do feel like we're kind of past that time of people movies being completely driven by like one person um and like that was definitely tom cruise and will smith's era back here of like there were movies that were you were seeing this to see will smith or to see tom cruise you don't think that exists as much yeah you might be right i don't feel like i mean how many movies can you think of that are completely sold off the back of one star every Dwayne the rock johnson movie I guess, yeah, that's probably the best one. But I even feel like Fast and Furious movies are now like it's all ensembles. Like that's that's the thing now. Is the yeah, but he Avengers. didn't sell those movies. That was more Vin Diesel to start, right? To start. But I'm just saying, like all of those movies with with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I think are yeah. are like that. Um, Monica in the chat's bringing up a good point, saying it's more about the ensemble with Marvel. That's a great point because Marvel, because yeah. comic book movies dominate the action genre, the big budget totally. action genre, right? Yeah. Definitely. And everybody fucking relax, all you fucking sensitive Marvel cunts. I'm not saying that nothing <laughs> else exists like you always seem to think when I say this shit. Just look you at the movies that the came out game. in 2019, dude. The, most of them weren't Marvel. Yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> Fuck. I can already hear it. I can already hear it in their heads. Like, they're ready to fucking jump down <laughs> my throat. Fucking paper bag over their mouth. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. All right, I'm all right. <laughs> there was fucking 27 other movies that weren't Marvel. Look them up. <gasps> <laughs> fucking shut the fuck up. Oh, fuck. 
Sorry. <clears throat> Okay. You know, Dean, you really got to step it up and just tell them that Aquaman was better than all of them. Really throw meat to the wolves. God. Just fucking stir them up. I don't know what to tell them anymore. I don't even give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the most jaded <laughs> men in black podcast. <laughs> Love it. Um, obviously, Will Smith passes the test. Oh, yeah. He has a problem with authority, but so does Kay. Well, it's funny because he's also the only dude in the room who solves the problem in the most obviously correct way of mm-hmm. like, pull up this fucking table and not try to write inside of your egg chair or on your knee. It's perfect. Yeah. But then, yeah, this great scene where he blasts the little girl cut out. Dude. <laughs> yep. Little white girl out in the city late at night, bunch of monsters everywhere, reading quantum physics books. I Don't want you to it. know I definitely send some letters about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twitter's got to be lit up for that. I did. I was like, well, you know, if I was going to, if the fucking little, if the little Hogan's Alley thing was a black girl and I was like, oh, look, I shot a black girl. She was in my fucking neighborhood. Hey, she looks suspicious. <laughs> God knows I would have heard about it. No, this was, this was 97. This oh, you could still time. shoot white girls? I don't yeah. remember. God damn, I missed the heyday. I had a couple I could have shot. A couple of real annoying ones I went to school with. God, they could have used a bullet. Them and all the Marvel fucking fanboy cunts. Jeez. Take another nip of whiskey, Dean. So what you're saying, Dean, is you want to shoot black girls, white girls, and all of the Marvel cunts? Boy, you need to relax tonight. That's about where we're hitting about two-thirds of the population. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Anyway, people know we, we joke on this podcast, I hope, at this point. God, I hope. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is awesome. This is, uh, by the way, <laughs> one of Will Smith's best, best lines in the, the retort is the, like, when they're talking, well, when's the last time you got a cat scan? Six months ago, part of the program. <laughs> but that's what like, I mean. Hey, should, that's the, she's probably that's, schedule another one. That's the chemistry between these two guys that I just really dig, right? Will Smith has the really quippy, funny jokes, and then Tommy Lee has like the straight and arrow responses, which are just great. Totally, totally. And that you know, the other I was thinking about like the kind of unique thing that I think is what kicked off uh, Will Smith's like huge movie career from here is that he is very much the slapstick guy in this movie. Like he's the silly, goofy one who falls down. And you're laughing at him, getting into all the silly hijinks. He's kind of he's almost in the role of the goofy idiot. But he's not. He's, he's not. actually still cool. Like, that's yep. kind of the unique thing that Will Smith had going on. If he could be the silly, whoops, I slipped on a banana peel and fell on my butt. Isn't that so funny? But at the same time, you're like, this guy's not a dork. Like, he's still cool. I, I still want to hang out with him. I'll tell you, man, um, that is the recipe that is Will Smith. It really is. That like, whole thing you just described is is why he's so good. He can act. He's funny. That's a, that's a difficult can, balance. It really life. is. He can be goofy, but also like really cool and somebody you want to hang out with. It, it he was he was a lot different. Like that was a very different thing for him. But he's all that was him. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Is it that he owns that space? Yeah, absolutely. He's physically yeah. the cool goofball. Caitlin says in the chat. That's a great way to say it. Yeah. That's yes. a really perfect way. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like he's, he, he's the guy who like slips and is like, "Ooh, my dick!" and then puts sunglasses on. You're like, "Ah, he's still cool." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really awesome. weird thing, and it, he he almost looks like that too. You know, he's not a bad looking guy, but he's not fucking Idris Elba. You know, you you don't you don't go, "Oh, he's so sexy." God damn. 
right? Like you do he's with Idris. Like, suave. He's just yeah. kind of suave. He's just cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's kind of just like, yo, I got my thing. And uh, it's awesome. He he just really owns that space. And I think he's so good in it. He just, that's that forever. That's why we watched him as kids. That's why we watched Fresh Prince of Bella. Because like, oh, he's funny and kind of goofy, but he's cool. He's like the cool one of the group, right? Yeah, totally. It's awesome. And Tommy Lee Jones as the straight man works really well too. Cause like you said earlier, he, he can kind of pull off that balance of being the like stoic stone faced straight man, but also with really good comedic timing. And I think that little exchange they have in the, the hallway is kind of a perfect example of it where he's like, you know, Will Smith's like, Oh, do you, is you, have you gotten a cat scan anytime? He's funny. like, yeah, all you know, regularly. And he's just like, Oh, well, you should probably schedule another one. And he doesn't <laughs> even reply to that. He just ignores it. Like that's the perfect straight man response. He just lets that roll right off. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, one of the greatest movie lines ever is right after they see those coffee aliens, right? When he's, he's basically oh, yeah. offering him the, the proposal, right? Right. When they sit down on the park bench, the scene Dude, of the towers is scene. really weird. I know. But, um, you know, I, I, I remember this was always my favorite quote in the whole movie, which was Me like, too. you know, uh, people people are smart they can handle it a person is smart people are dumb panicky dangerous animals and you know it <laughs> i love so how he good. said it. he adds and you know it and like i think that makes perfect sense of his character being a cop he's like dude you know how fucking dangerous and crazy people are you know how you know impractical and irrational they can be you see it yeah yeah for sure um 1500 years ago everybody knew the earth was the center of the universe ready 500 years ago, everybody knew the earth was flat, did they? And in 2019, <laughs> they knew it was flat. <laughs> While talking about it on the internet, the greatest database of knowledge in all of human history. <laughs> We're fucking doomed, by the way. That's it. It's, it's pretty much game over. We're just riding out the fucking tail of the apocalypse. Oh, God. Thanks, rapper B.O.B. God. Oh, did so it start bad. with him? No. Yeah, no, it didn't start with him, no. but he was definitely one of the first famous people to be like, I think there's something to this. And everybody's like, shut know. up, dude. You never know. <laughs> you know. I don't know, man. You, if you looked outside, I don't see nothing circular. This Fuck is where off. I realized that I have antisocial tendencies because I just go, I don't even give a shit. <laughs> Who gives a fuck if it is or it isn't? <laughs> right. Who cares if there's four more planets in our solar system? Like, yeah, that's cool scientifically, but like, I don't know. Is it going to change the way you wipe your ass or take a shower? Is it going to change the way you get on a jet? Or now get on I a have boat? to wipe front to back. <laughs> well, you should be doing that already. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Fuck. You don't want to get shit up around your balls, man. That's, that's why not, I got stink balls. Damn. That's why your lady stays far, far away. Uh, no, but seriously, like it doesn't, I don't know. I don't want to get off the beaten path of that fucking bullshit. But uh, yeah, I like, I like how he lays it out. 15 minutes ago, you knew that people we're alone on this planet and that's when he's like imagine what it's going to be like and you know tomorrow or next week or something like that he says that's so good yep so good but then also what i love about this scene is it gives just the right amount of weight to you know will smith's decision of whether or not to join the men in black because it is a pretty daunting uh complication when he's like well, you know, the only thing you have to do is cut off all connections to anyone you've ever known forever and lose your identity as a person completely and permanently. Whoa. <laughs> That's pretty insane and intense. And he's like, think about it, and just leaves him on the bench. 
Uh, and you know, he just says, is it worth it? And he's like, yeah, it is. But just think about it. And right. he just sits and thinks and that's it. We Dude, have a, just a moment of him sitting. Yeah, man. And that's, that's perfect. Him. That's perfect. what I, that's you what know. I was saying about a few minutes ago. Um, before I was advocating for children murder, <laughs> I yeah. was, my point was it's, it is, we don't need to see him go home and enjoy a turkey sandwich with his family one more time. I don't know why it's a turkey sandwich, just because I kind of want one right now. <laughs> you know, he's not going to have an ice cream cone with his kid brother and be like, get A's in school, and they play basketball one more time or whatever the fuck. He's not going to have a steaming pile of mashed potatoes and a little bit of fried okra soaked <laughs> that goes down with it and maybe like a you know, glass of Coke. Okay, I thought you were going to start hitting the stereotypes for a minute there. I'm just talking about food I like, actually. (laughs) Right. No grape drink? You're not going to make that dumb joke, are you? (laughs) Yeah, just label-less grape drink. (laughs) Man, you got to stop with the grape. You got to stop with the grape soda, man. What movie is that? It's Frisky Dingo. Ah! Yes! You got to stop with the grape soda. Great fucking pull. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Oh, Oh, the fucking hack jokes. Killer Mike on that show is so yeah, fucking good. Yeah, it's awesome. But uh, $4.99. What the hell, damn guy? <laughs> anyway, my point. <laughs> Watch Risky Dingo if you haven't. Fuck, seriously. Everybody what the hell, damn guy? <laughs> you know, I've never really thought about that. Like the, the, the public platform I have now. Everyone go watch Frisky Dingo. Damn it. It's great. And it's, it's on Hulu. Funny. Everyone go fucking see it. It's You know what? I'll say it right here, too. It's better than Archer. It's better. It's funnier than Archer. Wow. It's made by the same people. Wow, powerful! It has a lot less to uh, a lot less a lot. It's much smaller sample size. True, it's true. Um, but that's what makes it perfect. It's golden. So anyway, it's uh, it's uh, it's a done deal. He just contemplates, and um, we go again. There is no fat on the screenplay, none at all. None. It's the fantastic. script is super tight. Our boy's like, fine. He shows up, and uh, what are you wearing, by the way? Dude, this dude, is are that. you a dancer in an MC Hammer video? Oh man, dude, fashion in the late nineties into like two thousand, two thousand three was just a fucking dumpster fire. It's just such a mess, such a mess. It's so insane. Yeah, I don't know uh, what he's wearing. It's a weird look, dude. That's why this movie is way less dated once he puts the suit on. Like, he's just like, all right, now you're just two dudes in suits. You look fine. You look normal. You look cool. But yeah, all of his, like, the, even the silly red coat in the prior scene, too. It's just like, oh, man, that is some goofy-ass 90s shit we got going. You don't like his red coat and his t-shirt? I mean, it's better than what he's wearing in this scene, but okay. it's still... Fucking Matt Anderson 90s. from Portland, Oregon. Mr. Fucking Fashion over here. Yeah, I'm going to judge it all. Oh, Atop God. my pedestal. How are your fucking skinny jeans and your beard combs and your fucking conditioners for your face doing? That's good and keeping it soft. It's right. Simple. Just making sure. By the way, you look like you fucking stepped out of a time machine from the Civil War. Okay. You look like <laughs> the you were at, side, baby. You look like you were at Fort fucking Sumter. So I don't know what you're talking about. You got that Civil War fashion, son. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you didn't. Know, you didn't know Civil War trend is in. Shoot them Yankees so I can keep my slaves. I think I heard you say that. <laughs> Pretty sure that was you. Lies and slander. <laughs> Anyway, into the uh, into the into the garbage you fly, boy. No, in into into the uh, Men in Black facility proper. They go, and this is pretty so cool. Good. 
Yeah, no, I love this scene. It's, it's a, it, it has that same feeling of like even the, the Star Wars cantina scene of just dumping you into it. Here we are. Here's all – you've got – you've had a slight sample taste up to this point. Now here is just you in the thick of it. This is like – this is fucking alien Ellis Island they got going on in here. <laughs> That's a great way to say it. <laughs> it's so true though. They're just like, all right, if I can line up, here's your new name, you fucking alien freak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should I drop all from O'Rourke, laddie? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely do that. <laughs> if you want to get to a check job. your bombs and your guns. <laughs> Don't make fun of the dead girl, man. Come on. <laughs> but um yeah. yeah. So they there's there's a lot of like this doesn't require a ton of explanation. It's just quick hitter. Tommy Lee just delivers this really well. And, uh, of course, we get a pretty useless comedy hijinks, bouncing ball scene. Bouncing ball, knocking shit all over the place with the, the punchline of this little thing caused the blackout of New York in 1990, 1977. Okay. I love the, uh, these people are aliens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> ah, I love it. Spielberg, that is that, my favorite one. who's in the top left corner? Ooh, let me get to that, that shot. It might say here. Oh, uh. Al Roker, Isaac Mizrahi, Danny DeVito, Barry Sonnenfield, that's hilarious, Chloe <laughs> Sonnenfield, Sylvester Stallone, um, Dion Warwick, Newt Gingrich, Anthony Robbins. I saw Anthony Robbins. He's definitely an alien. <laughs> ah, that's so George true. Lucas. Oh, yeah, shit. Lucas. Oh, yeah, there he is. And uh, executive producer Steven Spielberg. There you go. That's all of them. <laughs> that's it. That's really funny, dude. But yeah, and, the, and also his third grade teacher. Yeah, yuck ups <laughs> Some of the jokes suck. Like, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah, that mm. one. That's one of the few jokes. Couple don't land. I mean, what yeah, do you think? I mean, it just goes on a little long, too. Like, it'd be fine if he's just like, oh, yeah, you're, you're Mrs. Elma. Yeah, she's an alien. And she's like, oh, shit. But cutting to her being like, now, class, pay attention. I'm like, I don't care about your old teacher or whatever. <laughs> and then we get rip torn. Rip torn. Rip fucking. Elmore Rual. Torn Jr. was his name. Is his name. He's still alive. Holy shit. Why did I think Rip Torn died? <laughs> Probably because his name made you think he got ripped in half. Oh, what? Wowzers. Show that, yourself the door. Black jokes. It's my men in, that's that my was same men in black joke. horrible. <laughs> You're fired. That's oh, a yeah. bad joke. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's a 90s men in black joke, baby. That was, uh, yeah, 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 I yeah. guess. You can't blame the era. You are hilarious. You fucking millennials crack me up. Just lump it in with the 90s and call it dog shit. Go ahead. Yeah. Aren't bad jokes in? Mm. That's what Twitter tells me. <laughs> but um, damn, Rip Torn has done quite a few. Oh, he was Max in the Beastmaster. Holy shit. What? Shit, I forgot that. Yeah. God, he's been in a lot of shit. That voice. Yeah. <laughs> He yeah. goes way back. I, I mean, Jesus Christ. Credits-wise, let's see. IMDb tells me, Matthew, that his filmography is 191 credits. Jesus. Yeah. That's a lot. Damn. Why yep. even keep going? You, you got to be able to live off the royalties of that shit somehow. Yeah. Going to keep working. As soon as he stops working, he'll croak. You know how that works. That's true. He might, he might be one of those ancient people who just dissolves into sand if he stops working. They're like he retired two months ago and didn't do anything with his time and croaked. <laughs> <laughs> he went home, <laughs> carved, ripped horn, was here into the wall and hung himself. Yep. 
Well, what uh, what do we learn here after the dumb teacher moment? Well, this is when they erase his identity and make him truly Agent J. Burn off his fucking fingerprints. Sure. Give him the suit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I always – I remember wondering that as a kid of like, could I put my fingertips on like a hot – tea kettle and just burn off my fingerprints? Is were that even possible? Were you thinking of of your life as a highwayman? <laughs> why, yeah. Why were you thinking of this? This is how, this is how I'm going to fucking, you know, run away with Patty Hearst. <laughs> burn off my fucking fingerprints <laughs> on a tea kettle and become an outlaw. Wow. Look at you, huh? I just remember thinking, like, is that possible? Can you do that? Burn off your fingertips? Burn like, off just fingerprints? Your fingerprints? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could melt enough skin to <clears> permanently <throat> scar them up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can do that. Can you lose your fingerprints? Well, Want to check the internet? Why don't we do that? Boom, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Scientific <laughs> American says, can you lose your fingerprints? You know, like in Men in Black. Can you do it like in Men in Black? This looks like a real long article I don't want to read. Um, oh, a 60-year-old uh, man from Singapore was traveling to the U.S. to see relatives last December and was detained after fingerprint scan showed he had none. Holy shit. So I guess it's possible. Um, so there you go. I guess, yeah, you know, ironically, that might leave you with an even more identifying feature of, oh, this is just a smooth smudge. No, this guy doesn't yeah. have fingerprints. Let's find the guy without fingerprints. Narrowed our search. Yeah, it's a hard search, though, if there's not on, because you don't have a record, you know? That's true. Yeah. No database of, you know, mush-fingered fucking lunatics. <laughs> Got to get those mush finger boys. Who knows what they're up to? Well, Will Smith gets dressed, and he's very pleased with himself. And uh, we see this guy with the cat, and then we see him being pursued by Edgar. <laughs> Dude, the shot of him coming out of his store, I don't know why, I just now noticed this, and I find it really funny. Uh, he comes out of the store, and he's, you know, it's like the, the long shot of the building, and he's putting his cat into the bag. There is a dude sitting next to a woman on the sidewalk with no yeah. shirt on yeah, and rules. having a very serious, intimate conversation about his feelings with this woman. Like, the, yep. just the way he's gesticulating. He's like, about me, about my feelings. Like, it's so intense. Yeah. And he's so shirtless. That's New York as fuck. So he's just chilling on the stoop, fucking ranting. <laughs> so fucking New York, Jesus Christ! That rules. Oh, Zap them. By the way, great van. Did you have it's a van really like that good. when you did uh, pest control? <laughs> no, I had a lame white like Toyota Tacoma. God, yeah, I would have killed for a big fucking inflatable <clears throat> insect on top of my car. Hell yeah! But dude, this the physical stuff from Vincent D'Onofrio here when he's like trying to like fitting this cockroach body into nasty rotting human skin. He's trying to like get his elbow and his hand under his chin like a fucking dude, mannequin. You he, can't even do it. He doesn't even look like him. He doesn't even look like D'Onofrio. No, that's what's amazing about it. like the way he's holding his face and the, like they just enough makeup I think on he him. He had to- a stroke, and then, and then they're like, <laughs> "Yes, we can use this." And roll, roll that film. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> dude, like intense. they only put just enough makeup on him really to kind of change the way his like skin tone is, mm. and everything else is just him the way, contorting his face, God, moving around. Like it's incredible. Like, he does a great job. <laughs> yep, good stuff. But um, they have to, uh, they got to go uh, find out about this guy who's trying to leave Manhattan. Um, so one of these aliens we know is contained to Manhattan Island. And he's outside of Manhattan Island, I believe, on the Jersey Turnpike, stuck in traffic, correct? 
that is it. And they don't know why. He's not authorized to be outside of Manhattan at all. Yep. It's a good one for uh, our boy to warm up to. Go get him, Tiger. <laughs> that was all. Yeah, that's actually another really brief, like really funny exchange between the two of them where he's like, look, my only rules are, I, you know, I know I'm the young guy, but don't be calling me sport or slick or any of this stuff like that. I don't want to hear that stuff. And he's like, all right, anything you say, Tiger, let's get going. Like just <laughs> immediately fucking not giving a shit about what he just said. Yeah. And right before Rip Torn did the same thing to him because he, he was already annoyed. <laughs> um, so then we see this meeting with uh, the Archillian guy, right? Yeah, in this down cafe, to, to dinner. Empire Diner, I believe it's called. And this is after you know the the big tall guy who I know mostly from Twin Peaks, being the weird tall guy in Twin Peaks. Um, we saw him at you know Alien Ellis Island in the Men, I, Men in Black headquarters. He had just arrived to have this meeting with him. Yeah, he was in um, Babylon Five. He was in Star Trek: The Next Generation as Mister Home. Uh, I feel like he was in an episode of Twilight Zone too. As like one of the tall aliens. Way back in the day? Wrong. I think so. No Could be way. I don't think he's that old, dude. I don't know. May- yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. He's, I might he's be definitely in Next Gen. I remember him in Next Gen. Let's see. I'm pulling him up. Next Gen. Yeah, he was in one, two, three, four, five, six episodes of Next Gen. He was, yep, giant in Twin Peaks, like you said. Uh, oh, he's Lurch. I didn't realize that. In Adam, oh, Adam family. Adam's family. The Adam's are family. <laughs> We come all the way over from Japan, and we change our name to Adam. Why are you? What the fuck? Gerald's game. Yeah. Oh, he's in the new Twin Peaks as well. Go go figure. Oh, there you go. He's back. He's back, baby. He's in a bunch of shit, I guess. Anyway, this meeting. Talk to me about it. Well, this guy that he's talking to is... Very unaware of the danger, you know, posed to him. You know, he's the the tall guy has basically come to let him know that hey, a bug has landed here. He's coming to kill you. We got to get you off of the planet. Mm-hmm. They are the the Arcalian Empire, and what they're talking about is this hidden galaxy that the bugs must be out here looking for. Yeah, and uh, their meeting gets interrupted quite violently. So good. Again, another super dark shot of the waiter that he killed mm. just folded into a fucking <clears throat> shelf. Dude, bent him, just crushed him in. Crushed him in half, shoved him in there. Eesh. Pretty intense. It's funny because like it's all, it's kind of comedic, but it's it's also you don't want to be anywhere near this guy when you see him walking down the street. No, oh, yeah, he's terrifying. He's terrifying. It's so gross. He, yeah, he, you the way he moves, but um we get to the traffic stop, we'll call it. I'd like to see your other license and registration. Wink, <laughs> wink, nod, nod. <clears throat> this is also after he kills both of the Arcalians. And yeah, vicious, by the way. The Fucking neck shots. Yeah, just stabs them right through. By the way, Men in Black, PG-13. Conan the Destroyer, PG. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, more c- comedy here. This time the comedy comes from the uh, the way they shoot this scene, which is this... The camera slides to the back seat where the wife is in labor, which, you know, obviously makes no sense because we didn't hear any of that when he was asking for the license and registration. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> and Will Smith with his silly yuck ups being all slung around by alien tentacles, banged against the roof of the car and screaming. And Kay just completely ignoring I him. like him. Damn, man. <laughs> that <laughs> shot of him looking at her, at her fucking snatch. <laughs> damn damn man <laughs> he's so good at that uh, so good yeah and then him just getting tossed around well um 
He's like, well, uh, what's going on? Well, it's an emergency. But what's the suspicion here that you're rushing off planet with a pregnant wife? That seems something, something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. And that's when there. he says, well, there are some new arrivals that, that are a problem. Right. Because they are scared. They know it's coming. Mm, indeed. They're getting the fuck out of Dodge. Congratulations, Reg. It's a squid. <laughs> and I love just the next line when, they, when it's just Kay and Jay sitting in the car again. He's like, anything about that seem unusual? <laughs> Jay's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'm fucking covered in alien baby puke. Yeah, that's the kind of comedic timing I'm, I'm talking about. That's just really good stuff. But apparently they go to the, uh, they go to the, <laughs> the tabloids. <laughs> we'll check the hot sheets. Awesome. Alien stole my husband's skin. That's the one. So they storm off to Edgar's farm. Dude, and from that shot, boom, they're at the farm. They're at the farm. No no trip shit, no driving and talking. They're there. Yep. Yeah, exactly. No bullshit. Dude, and also a great line from Kay where she's like, y'all more, you know, he's like, we're from the FBI. And she's like, oh, y'all more people here to come make fun of me. Oh, no, man, we have no sense of humor that we're aware of. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. (laughs) So good. And, um, yeah, they kind of just bullshit, didn't say anything, asked me for some water, uh, sugar water, not lemonade. And um, that's when they're like, all right, cool, we got the info we need. Let's go ahead and hit her with the flasher. Flash your brains out. Uh, the sunglasses, by the way, using Men in Black, are Ray-Ban Predator 2s. Ooh. After the film's release, Ray-Ban reported that sales of these glasses tripled. Holy shit. Tripled. God, no wonder movies still get so many product and play, uh, product placement investments. That shit pays off. Exactly. Yeah, maybe someday the fucking um, the DMCA rights holders of these dumb movies will realize that when we podcast about these movies, people go rent them because they want to know, like, follow along and shit. Uh, yeah, maybe it's like we're not stealing money from them and actually giving them more. Imagine hmm. that. Yeah. What do you know? I guess if we shit on it, we might, but then people might still want to go back and watch it. <laughs> Yeah, they want to see what the fucking garbage fire is all about. <laughs> awesome. But uh, they they smoke this lady's brain. Dude, and I feel like they probably, with her, one was one too many. <laughs> I feel like her brain was hanging on by a thread, and they just they just <laughs> juiced her fucking medulla oblongata. Just, well, that's it. What do you got a problem with country white folk? Dude, she doesn't talk the rest of the scene. Did you notice that? No, Dude, no, she's like, fucking zapped. <laughs> they fry like there's that moment later on where you know Wilson is kind of jokingly being like, "Don't flash the you know the mortician too much." You know, like she might be messing up her brain or whatever. But I'm like, "Dude, I think that actually happened to this poor woman. <laughs> she yeah. got fucking fried." Bugs thrive on carnage. They consume and fast destroy, live off the death and destruction of other species. You were stung as a child, weren't you? No, listen, kid. Imagine a giant cockroach with unlimited strength, a massive inferiority complex, and a real short temper, and tear-assing around Manhattan Island in a brand-new Edgar suit. That sound like fun? Yeah. But, but this interrogation yielded them the information that he knows what, what he's dealing with now, right? Right. It also, I mean, it just shows more of Kay's competence and how experienced he is like he he picks up this very quickly all he does is take a soil sample gets the green light and he's like yep that's it for sure it's a bug we know exactly what we're looking for now yep that's right i forgot about that part um and in we go to the morgue um linda fiorentino i hate the living and um she's got inherits herself a cat and this weird corpse 
super weird corpse. Yep. And uh, just as she's making some discoveries, the men in black go and see her. Because mm-hmm. they already know there's going to be bodies <sighs> turning Man, up. She is distracting. <laughs> you gonna be able to get through this, Dean? Yeah, I got it. I'm sorry, man. It's, you know, this was a formative years for me, this woman. <laughs> Let's have so a listen to strokes. this uh, little uh, look around. <laughs> Whoops, sorry about that. Let me, let, me, let me fix what I'm doing here. Getting some outside noise. Outside noise. Yes, it is now. It came in with the body. Okay, dive right in. I'm sure he won't mind. Mm. <laughs> you have really pretty eyes. Thank you. Dude, his face is so good. Can you feel that? Where the pyloric <laughs> junction would be? Push it aside. Good trying shit. to pretend to be a doctor. Strange, stomach, liver, <laughs> lungs. No, well, no, she knows he's not a doctor, basically, pretty much immediately. He's full of shit. <laughs> and uh, she's like, what's going on here? She starts looking at him very skeptically. Oh, yeah. Because they are so obviously full of shit. Have we met before? Yes, of course. Um, that very brief moment in the police station, we kind of went by that. Remember? She said, yeah, she did come in and she said that she believed him, that she had gotten that's weird, right. that the the body of the guy who had jumped off was strange. But I guess Men in Black had already wiped her and taken that body away by then. I like that, though. I like, this, I like seeing the limits of the technology. It, it begs the mean? question. Meaning... They're, they're still, despite the advancements of the memory wipe technology, there's still a familiarity there that they couldn't wipe entirely. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. That they still have kind of just like a faint deja vu notion of like, ah, you seem kind of familiar. Awesome. Linda Fiorentino won her role in Men in Black in a poker game with Barry Sonnenfield. What? He warned her, afterwards, he warned her she would not be in any nude scenes. He warned her. Hmm. <laughs> I know you love being naked in all your flicks. Mm. Well, uh, well, you're gonna have to look at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, another great little uh, visual effect here when she, you know, calls Jay back over and she's like, "I've just noticed something." And they touch his ear, and the whole face oh, that's opens so awesome. up and lifts off. It looks fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, even just the animatronic alien inside, its movement and the way it talks, it looks really, really good. This movie won the Oscar for visual effects. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Holy fuck, I didn't know that. But sure what's did. the warning here? That we must prevent war, war, war. Yes, prevent war. Um, and then this is when they start talking about the belt, Orion's belt. Yeah, you guys are really from the Department of Health, are you? Um, he says, oh, the Archelians are not going to like this. Um, I guess this guy was um, very important. He was royalty. Mm-hmm. He was some kind of, you know, Archelian ambassador or royalty, yeah. Yeah, Galaxy and Orion's belt. And um, it's funny because I, one of the, one of the things, one of the only kind of weird things, and I guess, I guess we don't need to see because we saw it in the first scene, but it's always like, okay, they flash her and then leave, but the body's still there. She's going to turn and look at it. <laughs> right? And be like, what the fuck it's is like, this? Shouldn't you flash her and take her out of there and then like have a crew come in? I guess we're supposed to just assume that happens, but it seems like that's a tiny bit sloppy. But I mean, whatever. For a pretty tight screenplay, it's minor because we do see the truck show up afterwards as they're leaving, I guess. <laughs> right. I do love the idea of just them flashing her and she's like, oh, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh my God, what's wrong with the body? Just like, <laughs> oh shit. Yep. <laughs> 
But um, Where's, I think, who's this fucking cat? Actually, they say it. Actually, they say it. I must have missed this. As the as the team's walking by them, we got two dead. Uh, deputy medical examiner needs a new memory. They actually tell them that on the way in. So that's pretty cool. Oh, so I am. I stand corrected. <laughs> I stand corrected. Also, just a great moment too of where when he first flashes her, like Kay takes out his glasses, puts them on, like kind of looking at Jay, like, "All right, get ready." And he, you know, Jay puts his glasses on. They flash her, but then they, when they have to flash her again, he just does it, and he's like, "Ah," has to scramble to put his glasses mm-hmm. up, like, "Shit, give me a chance to get ready." That's good shit. And our boy, um, looking for his uh, trinket, he thinks he has, which he doesn't. Dude, yeah, smashing open the thing of, of diamonds that were supposed to be a gift to like the uh, the Arcalian, I guess, prince's kids. Yep. And he's like, oh boy. <laughs> Not what he needed. We get a tiny moment. We get some stuff between Zed and Jay as K sort of peeps on his ex. They're trying to figure out what the message means, where to find it. There are no galaxies on Ryan's belt. The belt is just three stars. Um, so we don't know. We, we have this lingering mystery. And then, of course, uh, Jay sees Kay looking, peeping in on his wife. Right. Yeah. This is, this is, honestly, this is a really nice moment because it's small. Like, it's all we need. It's all we need to know that he gave up something in his civilian life and he still thinks about her, cares about her. Like, and this is, this is as much <laughs> reminder or exposition on that as we need. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, the coordinates given. So when Kay searches for his old girlfriend, the satellite video feed, um, uh, Coordinates 44.41 degrees north by 70.0 degrees west on a map. Those coordinates are in a small town of Redfield, Maine. At a point 300 feet east of Chimney Road and 2,000 feet north of Chimney's intersection with Main Street and Kent's Hill. And nowhere near Truro, Truro, Massachusetts, which is what it kind of zoomed in on. Which is hilarious because I've been to Truro Vineyards in Massachusetts. Pretty cool. They have a really good rum. Truro rum. So you're telling me this movie got its coordinates wrong? Yeah, isn't that crazy? What a piece of piece shit of movie. shit. Fuck this movie. Do you want to shut God, it off right garbage. now? Yeah. We're going to actually go ahead and stop the Super podcast, Super disrespectful. Guys. All right, guys. Right. Have a good night. We enjoyed talking Men in Black. We will catch you guys on the flip side. It's a fucking kids movie. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I thought that fact was going to be more interesting than nitpicky fucking cunty nerd shit when I started reading it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a Marvel fan? <laughs> His uniform is not accurate. The seam on Shazam's uniform is not placed like that in the comic series. Why is Aquaman wearing orange? Did you catch that? Shazam's not even a Marvel hero. Ooh, it's going to piss him off so good. <laughs> the just steaming, the pounding on the keyboard. After you said that, was audible from here. <laughs> Just a face into the keyboard. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Where do we get next? Where are we going next? Oh, this is also, this is the moment we, we find out about the Archillian War Cruiser. Oh, boy. What's it doing? And what's it doing? The battle cruiser. It's orbiting Earth and delivering a threat that they have one week to deliver the galaxy to them or else they're going to annihilate the planet. And a standard galactic week is actually, on Earth time, an hour. Uh-oh. Honestly, I love that the time is such a tight crunch. Like, that is a, a guarantee of a tight third act. That's right. And that's where we're headed. We uh, They load up, they get their guns. Of course, our boy gets his tiny little adorable gun. 
<laughs> it's so good. And uh, <laughs> our man goes to the jewelry store and uh, just fucking lays waste to this place. He's <laughs> breaking it. His flappy, insane person arms. I know. Dude, he's just getting grosser and grosser every yeah. time we see him, too. I think it's a fantastic, just like degradation. He's just getting gray and like pieces of him are like flaking off. Yeah. They try to tell his. By the way, this is a this is a, a this is a wonderful nod to New York, right? Oh my god, this slob ass piece of shit. No, just driver. just the fact that he pulls a gun on him and the tow truck is like, get the fuck out of here! I'm I'm carrying a 44 <laughs> Magnum, dude. Please, he's got the fucking Joker Magnum, dude. He's got there. a Ruger Redhawk 44 Mag. Jesus. The the barrel it doesn't even completely leave his shirt; like, it's so damn long. It, yeah, the 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 Super Redhawk was a nine and a half inch barrel. Jesus. Yeah, dude. Is that for like taking out small planes? Fucking <laughs> A, dude. No joke. And um, our boys kind of happen upon this scene a little too late. They get in there. It's all broken down. They got their guns out and they see the tow truck driving away and uh, bang. We get to see the first, the recoil of the minigun is great. The tiny little gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. The, the physical comedy stuff for Will Smith is is fantastic. Yeah. It's funny. Tiny gun, huge thing. I like it. And uh, yeah, they chase it, but nope. It's, uh, it's a big issue. Our boy right, uh, Will they, Smith's mad, the cover-up. He's like, God damn it. Because <laughs> that's, you got to imagine that would be his biggest struggle coming in from NYPD of just like, I do, if there's a fucking bad guy, I go after him. Like, I don't know if, like, I do it in public and it doesn't matter. Like, you just go get him. And, you know, Kay's having to drill home the point of we can't shoot these fucking crazy alien guns in front of people in broad daylight, man. There's always an alien battlecruiser. Always. Dude, yep. I love that. That's such a, I mean, that's such an actually great just meta line on movies like this. Sure. Even of just like, yeah, there's always a threat, man. There's always a threat that's going to take out the world. Keep your head on straight. We're going to handle it. Mm-hmm. We're, we got, we only got 30 more minutes to handle it, man. It's going to be fine. His larger point, of course, is we, you know, we, the cover up is important because there is always a threat. And if people find out about the threat, that's just not going to work. There'll be right. chaos. Exactly. We can't have chaos. We got to keep people. We want them to live among us. You know, we don't want people to know. Right. This is like the real lesson moment from the older character of like, all right, look, that's not how it works. We're going to have yep. to operate differently. Deliver the galaxy. But I just, I love this scene too of just, <laughs> not only has this guy been firing a crazy alien gun that's been blowing him backwards all over the place in front of everyone, there's also an alien saucer just sitting inside of this <laughs> pest control truck and a gigantic fiery hole in a truck that he shot through earlier. And about a hundred people have all seen it. So he's like, all right, we got to get a big crew down here. Yeah, it's awesome. Wiping memories. Our boy, uh, our boy Edgar harassing immigrant street vendors <laughs> right roughing them up taking shit stealing shit knocking shit over and you know what i love i love that this guy's got the balls to tell him how much he owes him after all that <laughs> that's three for a dollar sir that's why they made it man fucking they're not afraid hard workers fucking tenacious getting their fucking money you ain't stealing from them even when some half-dead zombie hillbilly cockroach <laughs> comes through kicking over all your shit <laughs> don't matter who it is Pay me. <laughs> Fuck you. Pay me. <laughs> pay, pay me. America's not a country. It's just a business. Now fucking pay me. Fucking Ray Liotta. Had a fire. Fuck you. Pay me. Oh, 
you know, whatever, fuck you, pay me. <laughs> and if you didn't have the money, you got hit so bad, believe me. You but, um, pay. Do you like Riff Raff from Rocky Horror? Wait, what? That guy looks like Riff Raff from Rocky oh, Horror. Oh, the long hair dude? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Um, I don't know if it's supposed to look like him, but it looks exactly like him. <laughs> it really does. Fuck, it might be the same guy. I don't know. It, it could be, but I'm not sure. Let's pull up a fill. I got to pull up a picture of Riff Raff now. I don't think it's him. Yeah, holy shit, dude. Yeah, Riff Raff. Dude, but that's awesome. back when he was a lot younger. By the way, in this fucking scene, that is definitely Tommy Lee Jones shaking an actual I thought the dog. same thing. <laughs> that is for sure him just throwing a pug around. It's yeah. really funny to me. It's fucking weird. <laughs> like, Jesus, you're really just yeah. shaking him. The dog has fucking CTE after, after dealing with him. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, riffraff, all right. No, I don't think it's actually him. The credits don't credit him at all. It just says oh, references Rocky Horror. Hmm, interesting. Weird. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Fucking pug. They're basically a canine abomination anyway. They can barely breathe. I know. And God, you're they're shaking just a reminder, it around. A reminder of uh, humanity's abuse of power over animals yeah. to me. I'm just like, oh, God, we've just ruined you, haven't we? We're, we're basically uh, proud. Humanity is the Hitler to fucking animals, like the experimentations, like, ooh, Seriously? let's mix Z's together, yeah? Let's make it this one small and narrow, like a tube to run into holes for us. There's a couple of clips where it's definitely not a real dog, and a couple of clips where it 100% is. But it's really <laughs> fucked up the way he shakes it around. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> a little bit, man. Mm. It's like a stunt dog they got, a special stunt dog. Yeah, I guess. We find out here, you know, the the important thing about the galaxy is not necessarily something massive. It could be something small. When will you humans learn to not fucking (laughs) inbreed my face away? (laughs) Yep. And that's when our boy makes a connection. This is cool. He sees another cat up there that Frank's barking He wait a minute. What's Frank tell them, by the way? Did, Did we even cover that? Well, I mean, he's just telling them about, you know, he doesn't know exactly what it is, He's but he's reminding them about, like, you know, the galaxy could be something smaller. Like, you, you're, you're thinking too big. Mm-hmm. And on cue, we get uh, Laura Weaver finding a galaxy around the cat's neck. Dude, such a cool scene visually. The eyes just lighting like, up her eyes. Yeah. yeah, just like being hypnotized by realizing what is inside this. That's when um, anytime she looks at photos of Mia on, on our website, that's what, that's what happens to Linda Fiorentino's eyes. They just go pew. When she listens to our podcast, that's what her eyes do. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. So there, so you got your bad joke in on the show. Nice. That wasn't right, a joke. Even. I'm being serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, she reaches even. out to us and she's like, God, they're so good. I just wish they talked to me all night. Just want Dean to whisper into my ear. Just whisper to me, baby. <laughs> Tell me you loved Jade. Tell me. Ah, we're even. All right. <laughs> Bing rings the bell. Fuck. You've yeah. been trying to get me back, haven't you? You've just been waiting, trying to jump on anything. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be as funny as you, you fuck. <laughs> By the way, David Cross looks like he's 17. Dude, yeah. And, and so. Weird looking. (laughs) He is a weird looking dude, isn't he? He's always looked kind of weird, but he looked like, I don't know what they did to him in this movie. They just make him even more cartoonishly weird looking. I mean, I love me some David Cross. I'm not dogging on the dude. Yeah. He's all right. It's it's dangly fucking. That Misfit shirt's pretty tight, though. 
But yeah, I like this. Like you said, this is a reminder because this is going to matter at the end of the episode. So there's a second point where we notice that don't don't do that. He's fucking don't just wasting flies. <laughs> he looks oh man, Edgar is looking so nasty here. That yeah. white milky eye, the fucking flake on his lip. Oh, I, me crazy. I, I hate it. I it's hate it. vomit-inducing, dude. I want to rip it off of his mouth so but bad. But you don't want to reach up and grab it for sure. Oh, fuck no. You don't want to actually touch it, but God, you want to tear it off his face. Yeah. Well, David Cross is about to get got. Mm-hmm. More, but uh, then they, they mm-hmm. come in just in time to ring the bell and make Edgar aware that they are on his trail. That's right. And we see uh, our girl getting manhandled by Bug Boy. Oof, yeah, as he's hiding under the, the like, gurney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a cool scene. <laughs> but, yeah, she, she thinks that she's coming on to him, even though she definitely, the way she's phrasing everything is 100% like, you gotta, I'd really like to go. Yeah, but that's because she can't help it. She's just 100% sultry 24-7. It's, it's her genetics. Oh, you don't? No, but... Maybe you could take me with you instead. Damn, you do start fast, don't you? <laughs> I'd really like to go with you. Now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly why is that? Because there's a fucking bug man alien underneath this table about to rip our faces off. <laughs> there's something I need to show you. <laughs> <laughs> don't got to so, hit the gas like that, girl. Yeah, Damn. it's really good. It's really good. No, you really, I will, I will. Would you think I need to see this? <laughs> you need to see this, I will. Oh, I will. <laughs> oh, I will? But he, he got his time, right? Because uh, Kay comes in, and that's when the resin shit drips down on him. Uh, that's great. Oh, yeah. When he realizes David Cross is fucking glued to the ceiling with <laughs> cockroaches. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. That's like the, ooh, like for a funny yeah. movie, just, ugh. Is really nasty. Like everything about Edgar, all the things he does are like genuinely like skin crawlingly gross. Yeah. And they get so into gross. the standoff and uh, they get the, you know, what I have to sing it to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the top rung of the revolutionary, <laughs> of the revolutionary ladder or evolutionary ladder, excuse me. <laughs> but this is where we realize at this point, he's just trying to get off earth because he has the galaxy he got it off the cat he knew about it figured it out and now he's just looking for a ship yeah when they take the cab as they flee like the fact that he throws the guys all the guys (laughs) he throws the little crown right guy has a 44 super red hawk on him by the way and what's the dude do chases after his cab doesn't give a fuck man that's why bro <laughs> Gotta be got that work ethic, son. Got that fucking hard working tenacity. Whoa. But uh crazy cab hijinks and uh they have to go after him. Dude, one of my favorite just visual fucking laugh moments in this is when he swallows the oh. fucking galaxy and the look of satisfaction on his face after he does that. He is so proud of himself for doing that. <laughs> he like gets patted on the head from mommy like did you gobble up the galaxy he's a good boy like his fucking face yeah yeah he's like uh <laughs> so fucking funny <laughs> jay's uh, trying to uh get out the cabs and stuff 
Dude, I love that when he sees the little crown and just the beaded seat cover. He's like, he's in a cab. Yeah. <laughs> like, just immediately knows. Yeah. That's he ain't perfect. leaving the planet in a cab. <laughs> but, um, oh, dude, yeah. another great moment in the next scene here where they're all, you know, they're back at the headquarters. They're trying to figure out they, they, that the timer has started on the actual hour because they had warned them before, but now they've fired the warning shot and, and have given them the galactic standard week to respond. Um, and that's when Jay again makes the connection of looking at the the two ships from the old world's yep, fair, absolutely, and then <laughs> trying to get their attention, like, "Hey, fellas, hey, old guys, yeah, that's ah, good." Will Smith shit. Was that supposed to be funny? What you just did? Huh? Was that supposed to be funny? Uh, you're not laughing. Was that supposed to be a joke? Are you not uproariously? You just... Are you uproariously knee slapping, belly jiggling, laughing? <laughs> We saying I'm fat now? <laughs> the most sensitive man in the world. It's fucking ridiculous. Imagine dealing with that person every day. Oh, crud. Ugh. I would have quit the podcast. I'd be like, oh, cool. I love it. This reminds me of dating girls in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I said anything at all about your hair. You're my, you, you noticed I have hair? Do you hate it? <laughs> oh, fuck. Why did you look up while talking to me from my eyes to my head? Is something wrong with my hair? Ooh. I've been working out a lot. I think I lost some weight. Yeah, you do. You look great. Oh, so I looked ugly before? Oh, fuck. Are you saying I'm I was trapped. fat? N- then she just resents you. Forever. Forever. Because she thinks you were like pity fucking her. And then she leaves and fucks somebody else <laughs> after working out and getting fitter. <laughs> One day, 17 years later, she still says, oh, so you think I thought you thought I looked fat before that, huh? Fuck, you still remember? Wow. Let oh, it go, shit. though. Definitely let it go. Definitely move It's on. easier. Uh, chasing little flying car shit, Elvis nonsense, Tommy Lee Jones being funny, man. <sighs> Fucking funny. He's not dead. He went home. Elvis just went home. And I like this like kind of King Kong shit, him climbing up the building with the girl looking real bad. Like you said, his degeneration is really on point. Oh yeah. So, I mean, literally every scene that we come back to him on, he's just like exponentially grosser. Yeah. Sagres. By the way, them fucking shooting that thing down is kick ass. Dude, it looks the, so the, good. The, the the thing digging through the dirt, it crashes and it's just rolling towards them and they just sit there watching it. <laughs> I love Jay looking over at Caleb and like, uh, 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 should yeah. we move? Uh. He's like, have you done the math on this? <laughs> <laughs> is it time to back up a couple paces? This is the part where we run. Dude, Kay just oh, staring so it down. Fucking yeah. love it. Years of grizzled experience, not giving a fuck. Yeah. In a few seconds, it won't matter. You're under arrest for violating sections 4143 of the Tycho Treaty. So hand over your whatever galaxy you won't be carrying and step away from your busted-ass vehicle. Put your hands on your head. Pinocchio, <laughs> God. He's great oh, here. so good. I'll put my hands on my head. <laughs> oh, God. This shit is fucking cool. Dude, it looks... I think this is another visual effect. Even the CG, I think, holds up pretty Oof. damn well. A lot of it isn't CG for a minute there. But yeah, yeah, it's not bad at all, dude. It's not bad at all. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people have been saying, some of our listeners even, you know, about, like, the CG in this movie, uh, that it is overreaching from its time. Like, you're trying to rely on CG when they didn't have it quite f- fully down yet. And I feel like there are plenty of movies from this era that did that. But kind of like what I was talking about earlier, I feel like they made the right choice of this when they use CG, it's on these alien creatures and that are they're not trying to, like, make them, I don't even know how to describe it, like overly realistic. They almost make them 
bombastically huge cartoonish creatures that 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 look unrealistic and i feel like that fits the cgi of the time like if you're trying to do cgi to replicate a person it's just going to be uncanny valley all fucking day you're like that doesn't look like a person that looks like a cartoon person standing next to real people this is weird it stands out but when when it's this cartoonish of a creature i feel like it works still yeah our boy gets himself swallowed he wants his gun back Ate me, ate me, <laughs> jumping up and down. Will Smith throwing rocks at it, whacking it with fucking metal and shit, debris. And dude, that's it's so his character. Like oh, yeah. I feel like that's that's what's perfect about it. Like this is what he would do. Like the odds are so completely against him. He doesn't have any other weapons, and he's still just picking up rocks and sticks and burning wailing brush. <laughs> yeah, wailing on this gigantic bug. And just getting knocked aside like he's nothing. Yeah. And exactly. still going. Still going. No quitting that, Will Smith. That's it. Until he realizes that he can squish on his brethren and get him real pissed. Yeah, that's great, dude. Dude, kicking open that dumpster and that, like, just <laughs> 50 roaches falling out of there. You got it, brother. That's so the best. Nasty. That's nasty oh. as shit. Dude, that's what they, there are like no cockroaches out here. I, I feel like I never see them. And in South Carolina, they are fucking, they are the kings of the earth. <laughs> they fucking own everything. Yeah, Florida. You pay same your thing. rent to cockroaches. I don't see them up here, really. You see beetles and shit once in a while, but the worst thing up here is ticks. Ooh, yeah, ticks are fucking gross. Fucking bastards, man. <laughs> you get some free Lyme disease out of it, though. That's pretty sick. And we had an incredibly mild winter incredibly oh, no. mild so and you're gonna have a fucking bevy of i them think so summer. yeah because we didn't Ugh. get any big deep deep freezes um Shit. last year's winter was so much worse i mean we lost power we had fucking tons of snow plowing the driveway shoveling the driveway i've only shoveled a tiny bit and it wasn't even like heavy snow and mass this year i should shut my mouth because we got an april fool's day snowstorm once and it was like 16 inches Surprise! <laughs> Fucking happy April. So I should probably shut my mouth and knock on wood, but we've really been skating by this year compared to last year, which is funny because, you know, I got my transfer box installed. I'm ready. Get the fucking generator. So I can't. So if I lose power, I'm set in the future. And that's just the way it goes. As soon as you get all that shit, you never lose power again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Once fucking, you're prepared. Yeah. It's so stupid. But um, yeah, back on bugs. Um, not a ton of bugs around up here. More mice and shit. You see mice, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Florida. Ooh, a lot of roaches, a lot of spiders and snakes and shit. Fuck that. Oh yeah. No, I could always tell when somebody had lived in the north their entire lives and then retired to the south, and they were calling us out like, "I just, I've never seen so many bugs." I'm like, "Yeah." Or how big they are to their fucking kingdom, dude. Mm-hmm. They own this. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. But yeah, I like the. It, I like it. I like that. You know, everything is established in this movie that's used. There's no bullshit. I like it. Right. And he, he taunts him by stepping on the bugs. Because this, you know, it's funny. If this had not been established, it would be stupid as It'd be shit. so dumb. It'd be so dumb. Like, I would hate it. I would literally be like, this is dumb. How fucking, oh, the gigantic alien bug cares about fucking earth cockroaches? That's shit. That's dumb. But when you establish, like, hey, maybe there is some kind of weird evolutionary connection between the two and we've seen him getting upset about this before now it makes sense now when we see our character catch on to that it's a nice moment of like revelation of like all right finally he gets it now he knows that he can use this cool so 
let me let me see if there's 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 one thing I didn't love, and let me see if you can help me. Mm. Is it was I think I'm actually figuring it out as I as I watch the scene again while we're doing it. Basically, the bug. Basically, he was going to get away right without the taunting. Uh, yeah, because he was already heading up the ladder to okay. the second. Then ship. that's that's cool. Because at first I was like, oh, it's too bad. Like obviously I like Tommy Lee Jones and he's cool, and I'm like, but he kind of he he blows the thing away and Will Smith doesn't. And then, but then I'm like, but yeah, but Will Smith is the reason Jay Jay Jay's character is the reason he that blowing him away even matters. Because if he wouldn't have gotten him back down on the planet, it wouldn't have mattered if he blown him away up in space, right? It would have been kind of too late. Do you know what I'm saying? I, like, does it yeah. matter that he taunts him back down? I guess. Um, hmm, I never really thought about that, but that's actually a decent point. Because yeah, if he <laughs> with the amount of time it takes for for K to finally blow him up, he probably would have blown him up on the ladder on his way up there. Maybe, yeah, um, right. But the, yeah, I guess it's also important that they get the galaxy so they they can say they have it and tell the Archelians. Yeah, to exactly. Hold off. I guess there's, there's only that. minutes left. <clears throat> yeah, that's cool. And then of course. Um, um, Jesus Christ, I keep forgetting her name. I want to say Linda Fiorentino, Laura Weaver. She, yeah. um, she helps them out too, like the final blast at the end, which is a perfect setup for her to be in the sequel, of course. Which she isn't. <laughs> no, yeah, no. And um, yeah, showered in, their, in the goo again. And um, this is where we learn that, um, you know, this is, uh, this is not for her, this is for me. <laughs> That's it. Very cool, but kind of fucked up. Like, what a crazy thing! The the, the, tech, the just I mean, your whole career is being erased. Yeah, no, that's you know that's one of the unspoken things about this movie that obviously like you couldn't get into because it would ruin the whole premise. But you mean the whole comedy I, aspect of it, the, especially that, like because the idea of dude, if you took out I don't know shit thirty forty years of your life, I mean, what kind you would be a twenty year old again? And I mean that in a bad way of like you no, all yeah. of those years of like wisdom and experience and the way you've changed and grown. You'd just be like a fucking clueless teenager again in an old man's body. What a fucking nightmare! That's why I think the technology is super advanced because they must they implant memories in him. So maybe he was a fucking dairy farmer his whole life or something. You know what I mean? So the technology, even though it has flaws and that there can be recognition as we've seen displayed, there's probably also this idea of like, oh shit, it's so advanced, we can create a whole life, however long your career is. And maybe their careers aren't super, super long for that reason. Maybe there's, I mean, I don't know anything about it. It's, it's interesting to think about. Yeah. Maybe they don't. Maybe you're not a man in black for 20 years. Maybe you're one for five years. I don't know. Do they say? Well, they show Kay meeting the aliens. There's that picture of him meeting the aliens back in the 50s. And he was like only like 20 or so. Got it. And that's when he got started. So he's been in, this is pretty much his entire life. Yeah, that's a good point. They just, they wiped away all of the knowledge he's gained. Like everything he's ever known. So now they have Uh, to somehow cook up a whole life for him. God, who's got that job? (laughs) Shit. <laughs> for real. And it's gonna happen right here on the street. Like fucking Jay does it for him. He's just like, oh, where am I? What, what? <laughs> is it 1953? <laughs> nope. You you know who you want in charge of that, probably? Well, I guess not, because we saw what happened in that movie. I was just George to- R. R. Martin, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah. the fuck? laughs> Total recall, right? It's kind of like a, you're implanting the memory of a vacation. It's kind of a cool concept. It's true. God. Yeah, he's, they Dude, could just this, put it and said he's been in the Bahamas his entire life. I guess, yeah, right. Oh, man awakens from a thirty-five year coma. That's fucked up. But he's with his right. wife. Oh, that's the that's the head. That's the newspaper at the end. Yeah, I totally yeah, missed so that okay. before. I must have been grabbing a drink. 
It's a good thing I let these movies play on in the background while I'm doing this. You like how he puts <laughs> on the Matrix glasses? He's got the Matrix look. It's 100% the Matrix yeah. look, dude. It's like hilarious. he's fucking Neo in New York <laughs> in a phone booth. Before Neo. Neo's 99. I know. Right? Exactly. Beat him to it. Did. Um, yeah. Cool. Men in Black. And, and dude, honestly, though, real quick, this ending sequence when the camera pulls away you know, all the way out of New York and all the way out of Earth and then all the way through the solar system, all the way outside of the galaxy and into the marble. Dude, this was the <laughs> one of the earlier, like, this is some fucking mind trip LSD shit for me as a kid. I was like, oh my God, the idea that we could be that small and inside of a marble for some <laughs> enormous, impossibly <laughs> large alien. That, like, fucked with me for a while. <laughs> That, that no, was kind of one of my first like existential crisis I, from Men in Black. I did. I swear to God, That's my first awesome, existential dude. crisis was from the ending of Men in Black. It was like, oh God, you realize how be? insignificant you are. Yeah, exactly, man. That's I got cool. it started early. That's kick awesome. started by Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so small and fragile. Oh, fuck! Anything could kill us. Now, every time you, now every time you, you hear, "Here come the men in black," you're like, "Oh!" You start drooling and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking it's all meaningless. You cry <laughs> every time. Fucking you hear cold it. sweats. Back into a corner. Oh fuck! Oh god! Shut it off. Please oh, put on getting jiggy with it. Anything. Put on Wild Wild West. Uh, any other Will Smith? <laughs> any other Will Smith? Wild Wild West. Weeping and pissing and singing Wild Wild West. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, uh, man, so that's funny. That's the impression this movie left me with. Yeah, and you're like, please, can we just, can we just go back to summertime? Can I just sit back and unwind, please? <laughs> Fucking Jay Curry in the chat, the trigger song. <laughs> Somebody pop in my CD and let me run a rhyme, anyone? <laughs> I need the soft, subtle mix. I need it. Too big of Willie style. Maybe little Willie style. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that you had an existential crisis from Men in Black. That is the fucking best part of this episode tonight. 100% did, though. That's it's not awesome. even a joke. I believe you. <laughs> like, literally, after watching this movie, you're being like, wow, that movie is great. But, like, laying in bed that night of, like, God, we could be so small. <laughs> we could just be so small. Do we even matter? Smaller than atoms. Do we matter? <laughs> All right. Listener comments, buddy. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. Monica Mitsakis Rock, who stopped by the show this evening. She says, this film is always a good time for me. It doesn't require you to think too much, but also has its moments where it is oddly insightful and poignant. The idea that the universe can be as small as it is vast, the movie's commentary on humankind and behavior, and the overall themes of what, who we are in the grand scheme of things bring just enough heart to this otherwise summer blockbuster. The 90s were a strange transitional time in pop culture with the rise of the internet and overall mistrust of the government, and I think that this film captures it very well. Of course, it has its moments of campy humor and cheap gags, but I personally think it strikes an excellent balance. Monica, you have really good comments. You're a, you're yeah, a well-thought-out individual. She comments a lot on X-Files as well. Good stuff. Nice. Good stuff out of Monica, as usual. You should start a podcast, Monica. <laughs> Go ahead, all right, Mr. Kyler Brown. Now he sucks. This movie. <laughs> yeah, get ready for a letdown, everybody. Totally kidding. Jesus. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking assholes. All right. Kyler says, this movie came to my attention right as I was starting to gain interest in government conspiracies and cover-ups. So, of course, a movie about a secret government organization covering up aliens' existence on Earth found a place in my heart. I can rewatch this movie over and over again. It's wildly entertaining, and the score is great, in my opinion. There you go. Thank you, Kyler. do love that score. We didn't talk about that very much, but Danny Elfman's score, man. Yeah. It's fucking solid. Yeah, it's crazy to see him not doing a fucking Tim Burton film. Right? He was probably so excited. But, ah, fuck, it's not Tim Burton black and white curly cues and something else. Fucking hell yeah. Um, Scott, almost hot Scott Buchanan. Um, Tommy Lee Jones is prettier than Harrison Ford. Whoa, bold take. Bold take, you know? Tommy Lee Jones is a good looking man, though. You gotta give it to him. He's got a good, stern, older man look. I, I swear to God, you know who I think would play a young Tommy Lee Jones? Josh Hartnett. Don't they kind of look similar? Mm, I can kind of see that. Yeah. In the eyes. Like, I've never seen Tommy Lee Jones that age. Right. Right. Yeah. But I always feel like he could be Tommy Lee Jones' kid. (laughs) Yeah. I could actually kind of see that. Yeah, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Too bad fucking Josh Hartnett has vanished out of existence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got somebody else. He probably owns a gun or something. Hollywood just blacklisted him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at first I thought you were going to a way darker place with that. I was like, ah, he probably owns a gun. I'm like, shit, I didn't think that. I'm just being I think he was gone. I'm just being a cunt. <laughs> um, who else you got? Um, I have Miss Liza M. Nice. I first first saw this movie in the theater with my family the summer it came out. My grown-up parents, my angsty teenage self, and my sunny tweenage sister were all laughing the whole way through, and we all still do whenever we catch it in the reruns. There are a lot of things to love about it, but if I had to pick one that stands out the most, it's the stakes of the plot. Oh yeah, world's about to end. We'd better handle that situation from our cubicle farm desks the way we always do. I laugh at apocalyptic stakes in most genre movies, but in Men in Black, I'm supposed to. See also, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right on. Danielle Cotta says um, that she had seen this in a brand new massive uh, audience, huge theater in Tinseltown. I'd never seen a screen that big before, and watching Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones kick alien ass with a sound system so loud, I felt like it was rattling my teeth. Is something I'll never forget. The movie itself still holds up for me, and the dialogue still makes me laugh. It also makes me nostalgic too for those days when my dad was still around, and my and and there was nothing better than sharing an afternoon with him and my brother. That's fucking beautiful. Uh, well done, yeah. Daniel. Awesome. Well done, Miss Kota. All right, I have one more from Mister Paul Shanley. Nice new new member. Uh, I remember watching this in theaters at 16 and loving it. Probably mostly for Will Smith doing his Fresh Prince routine and the <laughs> action. Sorry. Revisiting it now, I don't love it, but I still like it. But for different reasons. While I think Smith's performance is a little lazy, I love Jones's deadpan delivery and the general insanity of Vincent D'Onofrio's character, uh, or Vincent D'Onofrio's cockroach in a human suit. I also just appreciate how this movie embraces its weirdness, which I think is heightened by Bo Welch's pr- uh, production design. It's a low bar, Ooh. but the best of those three movies. Well done, sir. Let's take. Yeah. Awesome. Lazy on the Will Smith. Is there anything else to say? Um, scale. Let's do our scale. Hmm. Looking at you, partner. I know you are. Let me think. <laughs> so let me think. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's pretty fucking good, man. Pretty damn good. You know, I was not looking forward to this podcast. I know you were. <laughs> you weren't either. Don't fucking pretend. Oh yeah, but I yeah, I definitely wouldn't lie. Only, like, only because I hadn't seen the movie in so long, and I'm like, I don't want to watch this fucking movie. And I was like, this movie's fucking good, man, and this is fun to watch. 
You know, one of the things I love about doing this podcast is being sort of put in a position where I have to watch something that I normally wouldn't just put on. I think it's very good for me. Um, yeah. It gets me out of like a, a, just a rut or not even a rut, but just out of a comfort zone of like, I would never just throw on Men in Black. There's a million other movies. But then it's cool to go, man, you know what? This fucking movie is awesome. It's really good. And, yeah. um, and I like it a lot. I really do. So a solid like. Solid like. Nice. For me, and I know it's colored by my own nostalgia, my bias toward it, but I don't care. I fucking love it. By the way, love we it. don't say colored anymore. Oh, we don't? Oh, fuck. So, I can already hear Twitter clacking away. Yeah. Shit. You might want to back that one up. <laughs> so maybe it's less that it's colored and more that it's... It's huge. Yeah, my it, opinion? It's, oh, it it's sounds a, like shit. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a movie that is of color to your opinion, right? <laughs> Stupidest fucking. Just be careful. I'm looking out for you, pal. Uh, but I love it. I fucking love this movie, man. There you go. I don't have too much more to say about it. It's fucking well executed, and uh, the sequels are a big step down <laughs> from this, to yeah. be honest. Don't think I've seen them and got zero interest the s- in the new one. I have. Oh, dude. <sighs> the new one, I'm sorry, looks like dog shit. That looks Is that like the one with the- Thor? <sighs> yeah. Is Thor in it? Yeah. Thor and Taken Man and Tessa Thompson. They, uh, it is the most corporate boardroom it, written right? fucking movie I can imagine. They're it like, looks- we're going to go white guy, black girl. This whoa, time. Wow, hey, whoa. that's crazy. <laughs> God, that looks like the most carbon copied. We have to reboot a franchise. Here's a step A, B, C, D. Fucking, oh, it looks like crap. <laughs> so not interested. Uh, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. First one's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Low energy on the ending here. No, it's great, man. It's, it's a it's fucking s- kick-ass film. I love it. Tessa Thompson, by the way. Yeah, she really does it for me. Yeah, she's super hot. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really does it for me. But um, still, still not enough to pry $12 out of my wallet. Just- <laughs> that fucking movie I'll tell you that much. Still uh, not, fuck. not quite there. I mean, if it was basic instinct redone, Ooh, yeah, Tessa I, Thompson, I would probably fork over the 12 bucks, but <laughs> And for the 3D glasses. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking child. All right, we're out of here. <laughs>